the Maximum Meathead Podcast. We are back with another episode of the Maximum Meathead Podcast. We're bringing you the meat and potatoes of fitness with a side of bullshit. We're your host, Muscle Bill and Punchy Paquette. What up, what up? Back from the dead. I was out for about a week with a back injury standing to do this podcast. Sorry, boys, I can't see it with you. But uh, yeah, back at it, out of the house, and uh, nice to be behind the mic. Yeah. We also, uh, we also managed to jump in the lake somehow. You guys conned me into that. Well, Kyle, uh, we have a guest tonight, I guess I should say. Kyle was all into it, so I thought, yeah, let's do another one. Yeah, and if you know you test my masculinity, I'm in. I mean, I really, did. I, didn't, I really didn't want to tonight. I had a nice massage. And then Muscle Bill messaged me. He's like, Kyle wants to jump in the lake, man. I'm like, are you serious? He wants to jump in the lake? Like, he, he wants to come down here and do yeah. that pre-podcast? Who wants to do that? This guy's crazy. I'd never met Kyle beforehand, so right away I knew he was a loon. Yeah, every, anybody who knows me knows that I'm, I'm a friend of the cold. So I was, when I saw that that was your pre-podcast ritual, I was like, I'm, I'm definitely in. Yeah. It's awesome. We've we even bonded together. We're all doing some deep breathing. For anybody driving down to the beach, must have been like, what the hell are these guys half naked in the truck? Yeah. Everyone's going, <laughs> yeah, we definitely doing like pregnancy <laughs> style breathing. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll get into that later. We'll we'll describe that a bit better. But Kyle, tell us about yourself, man. Uh, yeah, uh, my name's Kyle Clausius, and I am flattered uh, and grateful that you guys asked me to be here. Um, I'm probably the uh, I'm, I'm not a, a, the top performers that you usually have on as guests, like uh, like Russell and Allie and whatnot. But uh, I've got some experience to to share with people, and hopefully, can you know. Lot, lot of bullshit, but hopefully we can pull out some some. Man, to help. I don't know. Man. It doesn't sound like bullshit. I feel like I've been getting educated all night here. We went for a, yep. a couple of drinks at the restaurant beforehand, and all the shit I can't make sense. He's like, "Oh, well, this is because of this, and then it leads to this, and this is why you feel this." Yep. And you can't make that shit up, man. I, I gotta believe it. So uh, you know your stuff, man. It's good. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get into some crazy stuff tonight. I did. I did my homework. I figured I prepped for this like it was an exam because I was like, you know, after you take a few shots to the head, you're like, all right, I don't want to sound like good an idiot. Man. Yeah, good man. So yeah, well, another brother that takes head punches. So I like it. Coming into this, you, I think you reached out to me a couple months ago or a few months ago now, and you've been listening and whatever, and said you like the podcast, and then you came out to my talk in London at OEV, yeah. and we kind of connected there and kind of realize we're on the same page on a lot of things and you've got a very unique uh i guess really decade but like life too so you've got a lot of life experience which we can appreciate and uh you know, we're we're happy to have you on man it's awesome no absolutely it's yeah. it's kind of a funny thing to be like i've never been on a podcast before and to be on a podcast that you're like a fan of and enjoy so it's, sure. it's a cool experience to be here and to be around like-minded people and whatnot well so and i've known good. you for probably at least Almost a decade. 15 years. Yeah. yeah ish. Oh, yeah. Holy. And uh, Colossus <laughs> has been around a long time. You know, yeah. it's you're one of the baddest metal vocalists I've ever met. So, you know, I'm getting old. It's been a while. Yeah. I'm getting old these days, but, but hopefully uh, it's a pipe. 10 seconds. Yeah. He just gave us a death metal <laughs> roar before we started recording. He was like, I, out of nowhere, he turned into a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah. I had to clear the pipes out before the podcast, right? But uh, yeah, anyways, we've known each other a long time and it's it's neat to kind of come full circle and yeah, absolutely. we're back in a different realm on, uh, to kind guess, of, we've yeah. been on parallel tracks for a while and, yeah. and didn't really know it. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been really cool. It's weird though. You had the same recorder. Did you not? Did you not use Tom when you recorded? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've known, I've known Tom, uh, for almost as long as I've known Muscle Bill. Wow. I knew Muscle Bill before he was Muscle Bill. Long before. When he was, when he was just known for his great hair. That's right. When he was just Bill. He was just William Bill. Elliot. Yeah. He, he, he was known for his riffs and his great hair. So uh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've only known Muscle I was a headbanger Bill. for a yeah. long time. Uh, yeah. I 
I've seen the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> quite a dramatic change, man. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> so, man, you've been dealing with some problems. Yeah. You talked about, uh, I, I'm going to screw this up, folks, and I'm sorry. This is nothing disrespectful, but Crohn's. No, that's right. right. You, you nailed it. Crohn's, yeah. Crohn's yeah, disease. I always, it's I some dude's it. name, which is like, I've always thought that that was a weird thing. You're like, I would like to be named after a disease, you know? Yeah, exactly. Have like a I want my legacy to continue. Yeah. <laughs> I would never want like a clausius disease out there. Like, fuck that. Everyone's like, I hate this guy. Like, But yeah, Crohn's disease. So um, Something you've had your whole life? Yeah. I guess so. I was diagnosed, I think, when I was like 10 or 12 years old. But it is like um, inflammatory bowel disease is rampant on my mom's side of the family. So I've got like cousins, aunts, uh, uncles who all suffer from Crohn's disease or colitis. Um, so it's a genetic thing. Well, that's the thing. There's, there's a genetic component to it. But there are people who are the first member of their family to get it. It's, right. it's popping up more oh, okay. and more. It could we go either way. Yeah, yeah. Like we have a mutual friend who actually like was diagnosed a few years ago. Um, through I don't know if he wants me to talk about it, but so but yeah. it, it's it's not. Uh, there is genetic elements to it, and then there are lifestyle elements and diet elements to it too. And um, they haven't really pinpointed a. a a perfect source because then they would, they would be able to treat it and cure it. Type right. Thing. So but, I've heard of it many times, but yeah. uh, give me the simplified version of what it is or what it can be. I'm sure it probably has different forms. Or yeah. It can, it can forms. go from like uh, mild to quite severe, but it is, uh, it is an inflammatory bowel disease. So it's inflammation in the intestine for Crohn's disease. It can run anywhere. You can get ulcers and inflammation anywhere from your mouth to your asshole. Wow. And then colitis is usually just in the, uh, the colon, the large intestine, right. but Crohn's is anywhere in between. It's usually centered where the large and small intestine meet. So I'm just going to back up a second. Yeah. Stomach problems of today that I'm familiar with. We have IBS, yeah. we have Crohn's, colitis, we have uh, leaky gut syndrome and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah. to me, that's kind of all stuff I don't know much about. They're is there all- any way to differentiate? Like, that's great. The Crohn's and colitis, I didn't know that before the, yeah. the areas affected. Yeah. But so how I've been it- fortunate enough to have both. Sure. So, <laughs> so how do you uh, differentiate between things like IBS, which is very common The now funny thing well? is, is that they're all uh, kind of related, not uh, in, in the genetic component, but uh, as we'll get into it more, there's there's an element of the gut microbiome that sure. uh, plays a factor in all of these uh, illnesses, whether it's IBS, Crohn's, colitis, uh, and things like that. But uh, I think um, Crohn's and colitis are the, the severe end. Once you get that right. diagnosis, you've probably been through some heavy shit. Whereas uh, I, I know people generally who f- have IBS, which gives them just as brutal symptoms and stuff, but it's more manageable and usually... Uh, doesn't need surgical interventions and things okay. like that, where they'll uh, they'll adjust diet. Like I work with several people who are like, oh, can't eat that, can't eat that, can't eat that, because right. they just they have IBS. So then, how were you diagnosed? Can, um, can you walk us through a little bit of how that what that looks like, how it's affected things day to day? Yeah, uh, I was kind of lucky, and even in the course of my life, from what I've had to deal with. Um, like as far as Crohn's goes, it, it hasn't been as severe it, comparatively to all of the other members of my family who have it. Right. Um, so my aunt and my cousin were the canaries in the coal mine. They 
got it really bad. We almost lost my cousin when she was like 19 or 20 because she got so sick. Uh, and, and my aunts had a run of the mill. And, um, so basically once I started to show symptoms, which was just, I was fucking in the bathroom shitting all the time, just had crazy diarrhea. And I was a skinny kid and whatnot. And I started, um, I would have these, I called them Crohn's attacks once I was diagnosed, but I would have these attacks where I'd be in intense pain. I'd start to sweat. I'd go really pale, Mm -hmm. shit a ton and have these sort of infection-like symptoms. And then also the, the, uh, diarrhea and things like that. And because of my family history, immediately they were like, okay, we, I went to a, um, a gastroenterologist. If I'm probably not pronouncing that correct, correctly, but I'll go with it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to blame the head injury <laughs> ding, on that ding, one. Ding, accepted. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went to my gastro, uh, gastro specialist and they did a colonoscopy and actually... Uh, and how old were you this time? I was like 10, yeah, okay. 10 or 11. Wow. I was the youngest person they had uh, done a colonoscopy on at Stratford Hospital at that time. Nice. So yeah, it was, it was, it was quite an experience. They got nice. easier as they <laughs> like being the youngest person to do something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, uh, it was funny cause my aunt who has Crohn's and who, who was kind of just like my spirit guide through this whole right. thing. She went with me and when I came out, like they give you sedatives and stuff as, as you do it, but they were so worried about me because I was this little kid, right? That They gave me like the antidote to the sedatives after. So oh, yeah. as soon as I woke up, I was in an intense amount of pain right. and I just hulked out. So I started trying to rip off all the cables <laughs> that they had on me and I was screaming. My aunt was like giving me shit. She's like, settle down. And there was this old guy who was also in recovery and he was so high. He was like, nurse nurse the cattles are out he thought that his cows <laughs> at his farm again. yeah he thought yeah something was going on nice and um yeah so that's how i got diagnosed and then i was what's that what's that procedure uh, like are they going in your butt Is that oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so absolutely. they're going up your it's butt a camera, with a camera right? yeah yeah so Checking it's this long like two like camera that has like oh my God. different bends and they can move it and then at the end is a camera and they also have like a little biopsy thing. So they take biopsies. Yeah. But even before the biopsies came back, they're like, you're super inflamed. Like we know you have it. And then they took the biopsies to send away to test. And biopsy is they take a chunk, right? Yeah. yeah. So they take a chunk of your intestines Yeah. and then they test it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was like quite an experience, but they knew right away. So they put me on medications immediately. And I was on like the same medication, I think for like, it was called Pentassa. And I was on it for like 12 years. Wow. And I was lucky that my condition, like I would go up and down where I would have flare ups and stuff and I would drop weight and stuff, but I never got to the point where um, I got super sick. Like the members of my family who either needed to have like a foot of their bowel removed or like a colostomy bag and stuff like that. I was always, those are some of the side effects. Oh oh, yeah. It can be fatal that you said earlier. Yeah, absolutely. If it gets serious enough, cause it's like a, it it can be like a severe infection. Like you can get other things that spiral out from the inflammation. So like, um, uh, we your I mean, autoimmune disease and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, okay. It is an autoimmune disease. Yeah. Okay. So it has uh, a rela- again, kind of relating to the gut microbiome. Um, it, it has that relationship with like rheumatoid arthritis, right. And things like that. Sure. Um, multiple sclerosis, uh, other autoimmune disease. So it's PCOS? your body. It's your it's your body attacking your, itself. Okay. So um, yeah. it's uh, when you're immune system can't differentiate your self cells from pathogenic bacteria. Mm-hmm. And, 
yeah. So that it was, it was quite an experience to be that young and, and kind of dealing with all that. And I didn't understand it at first. And I thought it was entirely a genetic component. I kind of thought that I was helpless and all I had was this medication. And it wasn't until I got older and gave a shit and started educating myself um, on different things that I thought, okay, I can actually have some, some control over this and, and manage the symptoms and uh, hopefully keep things at bay as best as I can. And I'm, I still deal with um, scar tissue from inflammation from when I was younger, didn't know anything, right. but uh, I've been really fortunate, especially with the health problems that I've had over the last uh, four years with the head injury, um, Every, basically, we were waiting for the Crohn's to flare up because any sort of stress and right. things like that, yep. uh, you can have flare-ups. It's the same with IBS and, and other um, uh, autoimmune disorders. Stress is a huge component because it's inflammatory. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, so we were waiting for that, and it never happened. And it was, I think it was because I stayed on top of it with, with nutrition and, and yeah. lifestyle choices. So this is at 10 years old when these changes happen? Like, you got that test, right? Yeah, and they then say, they put me on medication immediately. Okay, that medication that you you mentioned earlier yeah now, was any of your family members on that prior or were you the- oh yeah they'd been through the whole so, thing so they'd taken that they'd been on all of like the really shitty uh like steroids and things like that uh they'd been on chemo style drugs that are immune suppressant yeah right. try, like yeah, they the the drugs that they especially back then the drugs that they used to treat Crohn's disease were gnarly I bet it would be all experimental right yeah it, it was n- not necessarily experimental but it was basically weighing the odds of how awful the side effects were versus is this is the Crohn's going to kill me and yeah. if so I'll deal with this bullshit side right, effects right. or like it yeah, was vice kind of, versa yeah yeah. So, so next step to that is dietary intervention, changing, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but the that, that they never, I never saw a nutritionist. No right. one ever recommended anything like that. Oh, like I just crazy. thought, I just thought, oh, this is a genetic thing. It's in my family. There's yep. nothing I can do. I, I was 10 and I was like, well, I kind of know now how I'm going to die. Sure. And it won't be anytime soon, but it's only a matter of time. Yep. And I've, Felt like I had no control, so I just kind of like went on living my yeah. life without really making any changes at all. So it's completely manageable if you're diagnosed to have this. Not necessarily, okay, but in some cases, yes. Would you say a lot of the cases? Yeah, especially if they for, catch it if they catch it early. So for them not to even mention seeing a nutritionist yeah. or changing the way you eat is ludicrous. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that could be. Th- at least 50% of the solution, yeah. right? And it's I had a really like people. intense doctor who was like rather cold and she would give me some really like intense information for like a 10, 12 year old sure. to have. And I was always like kind of like left her office for my checkups super depressed. Oh, and I so I, I had to get put in. Well, and then the, the weird thing is, is because there's such a, um, a link between the brain and the gut health, every time I had a flare up, I would get like, mental health problems so i would get really right. uh, anxious or i would get depressed and stuff like that so I would, every time i'd leave like talking to her my mom's like all right well let's call the, the therapist or whatever yeah let's get you your back. neurotransmitter your back production will be fucked right absolutely like, yeah sure. yeah and just the, and stress does that too yeah and just the levels of inflammation mm-hmm. they affect your brain and, and everything so you're a great example of gut health is everything health overall health you know what i mean like i'm glad you are aware of that because i i'm trying to preach that to people like it, people in the fitness field right now with all like more up-to-date information and research and all that, they'll agree with me, whatever. But I'm trying to <laughs> tell guys at the mine, you know, that have been yeah. working in a mine for 40 years, they're still making bologna sandwiches yeah. and shit. I'm like, yo, you know, like you're telling me you're unhappy the other day and shit. Do you know that, <laughs> that fucking nasty sandwich you're putting 
Mind you, I love bologna sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying you can't eat bologna sa- sandwiches, Snickers, Doritos, and a Pepsi every day and expect to feel good. I'm yeah. like, gut health is yeah. your brain health. And they're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, it's not. My belly's down here. My brain's up here. <laughs> so it's refreshing, man, to talk to someone that knows like a prime example, right? You'd have flare-ups and you'd see it. Yeah. drastically change your mood. Yeah, or and they were, always, they were always, they were always vice like, versa, right? Yeah, and even like I have the same, uh, 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 I guess, psychiatrist. I, there's so many different words, but I have the same psychiatrist today that I did back then, and he was actually quite educated in inflammatory bowel disease, and he said every uh, every bout of depression you had was linked with the Crohn's flare-up, almost every single one. Sure. Wow. That's wild. And uh, I've never seen a psychiatrist before. I'm like kind of a non-believer, but it works. Well, so... Psychiatrists deal with chemicals though, right? And yeah. So like psycho- they're, they're more... How, would, how psychiatrist, did she help you or he help you? So psychiatrists are... And we can get more into that because the brain injury, this actually came more into play. Okay. Uh, psychiatrists are more the people who prescribe you drugs. Okay. They're, that's, that's kind of their thing. They, they, they do, manage... Yeah your symptoms through medication. A psychologist or a therapist will sit down and talk to you about things. Oh, okay. So I've had experiences with both um, almost always due to health issues. So it was just like just talking to somebody about being a little kid who has a disease. Right. Uh, And that just kind of helps you kind of work through things that you're going through and whatnot. Um, But it's... It, there's such a link between the two that it felt kind of powerless because I always felt like, oh, my physical body is causing this, so I just have to wait for that to clear up and then I'll feel better. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're right. There's such a link there. And people don't realize we're actually, so as far as cell numbers go and the amount of genes, we're more bacteria than we are human. So there's more bacterial cells in our body than there are human cells. Wow. And, and that part of of things and, and there's yeah. such a connection to the brain there that it's just like you're playing this balance where it's just like you kind of need to take care of that little fucking jungle that's living in your body and all those creatures because they're hugely responsible for your health and well-being yeah well that's where you don't actually feed yourself so much you feed the bacteria that's that's yeah. keeping you around right especially so, when it comes yeah. to things like so they're mostly like they're all like we're covered in microbes, but like the when people talk about the gut, most of them are in the large intestine. Right. And so as you go through the digestive process, um, all of the other like y- your standard macronutrients are digested uh, sooner down the line, like in the stomach, and then you get in the small intestine and whatnot. But then all that's left for the the gut bacteria, which is what they feed on, is fiber. So if you're fiber deficient. Uh, and you're not eating enough uh, dietary fiber, you're starving those microbes. And then what kind of side effects or causes that have? So that's where it plays into autoimmunity, IBS, and things like that, because when those microbes are starving, they start feeding on the li- the mucus lining of your gut. Does that cause like leaky gut then? Is that sort of... That's uh, part of it. Yeah, okay. uh, and it. And same with Crohn's and colitis, because then they start getting close to the cells of the lining of the gut, and then that's when right. the immune system fires and starts attacking those microbes but okay. it's because they're starved. And the irony of the situation is it creates this vicious cycle because when you feed those gut microbes properly, they produce uh, short-chain fatty acids. That's their digestive waste. So their shit is actually super good for us. Right. And that 
part of what that those short chain fatty acids do a a ton of great stuff for us but one of the big things that they do is they're uh the energy source of the uh, cells in the lining of the gut so you feed those cells and they produce the mucus layer that stays between the two oh yeah that's what the immune system can keeps the peace right and so when you're starving those uh the the um the gut bacteria, you're kind of also starving your, your own cells in your gut. Interesting. I know that I didn't word yeah. that correctly. But no, no, I follow, I follow <laughs> it for clear. sure, yeah. So yeah. living with it all your life pretty much, right? Yeah. Your adolescent life and now, what would you say for people, like what are maybe some of the, like let's say someone think, thinks they have some kind of stomach issues, right? Yeah. What would be, or maybe there isn't, is there certain foods that signal off like infl- obviously foods that cause inflammation and stuff make the situation worse. Absolutely. If you're, if you're like, I would just say the, the biggest thing is to avoid uh, a ton of processed foods. There's more research right now that um, emulsifiers in uh, processed foods are particularly troubling for uh, people who have uh, inflammatory uh, bowel disease or IBS. Okay. And uh, so that's like soy, lecithin, things that basically like yeah. emulsify fats. Right. Um, because you can just have a problem that develops into this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's good. To, it like get, you said, it it's get, great to catch earlier on or be diagnosed with it or even maybe before you get diagnosed, like as a preventative, you know, like watch these kind of foods or. Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of, I guess, uh, what we call diseases of, of Western civilization are this slow growing thing. They don't hit you all of a sudden they develop slowly over time. So if you're mismanaging your health, it'll kind of snowball into something bad. The interesting thing about, uh, in my experience with Crohn's is that everybody that I've talked to that's different has different foods that set them off. Oh, sure. Okay. So it's not necessarily one thing yeah. or one category. And, of and even I've been able to change over my lifetime, the things that bother right. me. Well, and, because the bacteria has got to be switching over too, right? Your percentages, absolutely. Be whatever they're feeding. I used on. to yeah. never be able to eat red meat and, and now I can't. Do they can. adapt yeah. as well? Yeah, because I think... Like if you slowly introduce something, you think the uh, bacteria would... Yes, I think if you're providing... So if you're providing them with the food that they want, which is a wide variety of um, uh, dietary fibers, uh, then you're kind of... You're working towards this state where you lower your systemic inflammation. And then you wouldn't have as much issues with setting off different foods. Like they... They, mo- they, they do feed on some of the other uh, nutrients that don't make it. Because I think about 10 to 15% uh, of the stuff we eat doesn't get completely digested in um, the upper part of the digestive system. So the stomach and small intestine and whatnot. And it makes it way down to those bacteria and they eat it. But mostly what they eat is the fiber. Okay. And also some of them eat the, the short chain fatty acids that the other ones produce. So right. it's this weird thing. You want as much diversity... Um, as possible. So when we're talking like dietary fiber, just lots of different fruits and vegetables, whole grains like oats and things like that. Um, different like nuts and seeds and things that like we actually don't break down and they break it down through a fermentation process. What about things like gluten? Is that, does that have anything to do with that or is that separate? Like, well, I know people, I know people who, uh, have like Crohn's and colitis that are, uh, particularly sensitive to it. Sure. Um, but I'm not super educated on the relationship yep. between how 
gluten uh, affects specifically those, yeah, no, those diseases. Curious, yeah. um, but I'm sure, is... I know it's difficult, and I know it, it bothers people who don't have those Absolutely. issues. And uh, so it's it's something to to tread lightly with. But like, uh, just as a prime example of how weird and, and the, the variety of, of things that bother people, like uh, a lot of people that I know who have Crohn's and colitis and members of my family are like severely lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. And I don't have, like, I, I eat cheese every day. Right. And I don't have an That's issue. That's a with common it. one, eh? Yeah. Especially, it seems that it's more prevalent now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there is, like, it's, it's the interesting thing about nutrition, and I, I don't mean to go completely off topic, but um, we can do that here. <laughs> yeah. It's going to no happen rules. over and over and over. There, the nutrition business makes its money on having uh, an enemy. So there's That's when true, a new always. diet when a new diet comes around, this one thing is awful, right? And then this other thing is going to save you. So yeah. there's always a savior, and there's always an enemy. <laughs> it's That's funny how they always have a solution to the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's right? this terrible thing that's never been a problem before, yeah. but luckily we know how to fix it with this other thing that we now sell. Yeah, we exactly. sell them both for a. I was just gonna say the only thing I know about gluten is if it says no gluten on the package, I'm probably paying a buck or two more than the one yeah. beside it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gluten well, free? Ah, shit. This is the expensive one. Yeah. And just to throw it in there too, you've got some schooling on holistic nutrition, right? Yeah, yeah. I went so to. I uh, feel like that's probably something we should mention. In that you've got when you said you further down the line you started educating yourself, like yeah. you actually did. Like you didn't just start reading shit on Google. Yeah. That all right? Yeah. I want to try and get into this because as we've talked before, you want to try and help others as well. Like not yeah, only absolutely. through your own trials and tribulations, but now actually, you know what, how can I help mom and dad and their neighbors and you know, the guys, cause we're from small towns and there's not a lot of good information available. Absolutely. And it was, it was kind of, uh, it was a selfish pursuit at the start. Like I went totally with the intention just to help myself absolutely. and my family. And then the, uh, the health experiences I've had over the last four years, uh, with traumatic brain injury and everything and kind of going through group programs to help with that. And then seeing you speak and, and hearing about your, uh, your health woes and your journey. And now I'm just like, when you asked me to be on the podcast, I was a little bit like, I had some trepidations cause I'm just <laughs> like, especially since I got hit in the head, I'm not nearly as social as I used to be. Sure. So just to be able to, I'm not talking in front of people, but to broadcast out to a lot of people, I, like I'm not hundred percent comfortable with that, but I'm, I'm like, this is an opportunity to help a lot of people sure, and to provide some information or at least get them to contact me so we can kind of just talk about shit. Cause I'm not, I'm not a practicing nutritionist. I went to school for holistic <laughs> nutrition and I, uh, I actually had my, uh, brain injury two weeks before I was supposed to write my final exam and get certified. Right. And so that didn't happen. So I've went all through this program. I don't have the little fucking diploma to, to show for yeah. it, but I have all this information that I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to yeah. talk to people about and help out who I can, whether it's, uh, with, uh, inflammatory bowel disease. And I'm not an expert, but I can also point people to yeah. experts. Cause oh, I've lots been, of people can relate, man. You've yeah. 20 years experience and that's yeah. more than most fucking educational ever get you. Yeah. 20 years experience is worth you know, it's, it's priceless. And a lot of people have it, man. Like right before the podcast started, this rocket on my Instagram sent me a DM. She's <laughs> like, oh, you have Crohn's, I have Crohn's. 
So I, so I tell Kyle this. I'm like, look at this babe. She's inquiring about the crowd. She's like, yep, she's got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just direct her my way. I'll help her out. Yeah. You know? But exactly. It's so hard to find good information with people with life experience. And yeah, and some people don't want to share, man. And it's, it's, it is, it's, it's so embarrassing, it. right? Socially, it's it's an odd thing to talk yeah, about. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't be, but no. I, I understand why it yeah. would be, right? And, we, and, all, we all go through shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. And we all shit. Yeah. And, and it's just like. Is that book, Everybody Poops or whatever? Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't have any kids. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that it's hard for people to talk about. But then when you go through the stuff that my, my family has that I've seen through yeah. members of my family and, and myself, you're, you lose a bit of your dignity, but also you, you build a strong constitution to that yeah. stuff. And so it's just like, and also working in nutrition, if you don't want to talk about shit, you're probably in the wrong field. That's right. Because that's just what it's going to come That's really the basis of all You're talking about the stuff that's going in and you're going to have to talk about it coming out too. Because in between, that's how you gauge what happens in between. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of your measurement process. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's definitely not something uh, that you can avoid if you're you're dealing with it, right? What are are some things you had to change in life? Like major things. I know like we were just talking about how you bring a bag everywhere now. Let's say pre-head injury, okay? This is just dealing with the... uh, The Crohn's. The Crohn's. Yeah. Uh, What are some of the life changes or what did that make you uh, do differently than you usually would? Like you said, you bring your bag now and you have all your stuff, everything you need and you're always carrying a bit more than everybody else because you want to be prepared for everything. Make sure your nutrition's in check. Yeah, so um, before the head injury, uh, it was funny my cousin once I went grocery shopping with her and she's like, you are like, she's like, you're like a Marine. Like, she's like, I, I walk into a building and I scout everything, but it's just to find where the bathroom is. Oh yeah. So like everywhere (laughs) I go, I know where the bathroom is. And so that's a big part of it. Um, I think beforehand it was, I didn't travel with as much stuff. Obviously, like if you're on medication, but I would I would bring supplements and whatnot uh, with me. But it was just uh, completely changing my diet, and I that probably started. I'm 31. That probably started when I was about 25. Before I went to nutrition school, I really started experimenting with shit. I had a, a bad flare up, and uh, I was off work for a couple months, and was just in a in a rough place. <clears throat> and I was just like, all right, I like. Yeah. Enough's enough. I got to take. I got to take some control. Is this um, when he gained weight? Uh, yeah, yeah. I gained weight after when they put me on uh, uh, prednisone, which is like a nasty steroid drug, and it, you put on a ton of water weight and whatnot. And I was just like, "All right, we're not going to do that again." Uh, if what'd you, I, if what'd I, you gain? If I can avoid it. So, well, I was really sick when I went on it. So, like the first thirty pounds was great, and then the last little bit after wasn't good because I was probably. I was probably just over 130 and I went up to about 187, I think. So I gained like, yeah. Yeah. 50, 60 pounds almost. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And, uh, some of that was good and some of that was a little much. So I think the the water weight at the end, like the first little bit was, was great because I was, I was skin and bones. I was real sick, but, um, yeah, it, it, at that point I'd kind of reached a bit of a breaking point. Right. And I was like, I, I got to be able to take some control in this and started doing some research online and just fucking experimenting with stuff that yeah. I just, just became, and I, I still have that spirit now where I'm just my own, my own guinea pig. I won't recommend anything to anybody that I haven't like subjected myself to, 
in an extreme fashion to see what the results will be. And obviously everybody's different <laughs> right, yeah. as to what the results are going to be, but at least I know that I, I, I practice what I preach. Yep. Right. And I always want someone to test it first. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's me. Like, yeah. I'll do that for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's just like at, at a certain point, it's that, um, that I guess scientific spirit. I'm not, yep. I'm not a, a scientist, but I'll, I'll collect data and I'll go through and track shit Absolutely. and, and give it a shot just to see. That's where I think we relate on a lot of levels. Like, Absolutely. Cause you're your own best scientist because a scientist won't tell you to do shit that they don't learn in school. Yeah. And it's like, well, what about all these things that are potentially helpful that I'm, you know, learning about from seemingly feasible, incredible resources? Mm -hmm. Like, nope. And your, your body is different than yeah. whoever they experimented on. Exactly. So it's just like there, there's a practical application of thing. And yeah. that's just why nutrition coaches are so different than a nutritional scientist. And right. Things like that. Yep. Hey, no. Oh, go ahead. Before, uh, too, don't forget, we got to speed round this guy, speed bag oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, shit. So before we get on to the, uh, <laughs> the neck injuries and all that, like we can, we can keep this going. But before you switch, because I know eventually most of us like, anyways, Joel, <laughs> shut up. We got to move on here. Got to move on to the next problem. But uh, before we do that, speed round. Anyways, continue. Sorry. No, let's do it right no, now. That's right. Do you want to do it right we're now? We're waiting. We're waiting. Is it. there anything else you want to touch about that? I'm sure we'll like, we'll, we'll rebound back. back. We can get back stuff, into it. Like, I'll kind of like, uh, kind of give like, <laughs> I guess some tips as to what uh, people can do. Okay, cool, cool. And it all like, everything's going to interlock together, especially with the head injury. We're about it to is a weird. Because they kind of have. Everything intersects. Yeah. And I think the, the crossing point with it all is probably inflammation. Oh really? Yeah, I that's think that's the that, common variable. Yeah, I would say inflammation and then gut bacteria, even with the head injury. Crazy. Yeah. In saying that, who's the hottest Disney princess? Oh shit! Uh, I'm gonna have to go back because I haven't watched a Disney movie in 20 years. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Muscle Bill got Disney Plus, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I only know one, the Aladdin one. I don't know their names either. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like badass ladies, so I would say like Mulan. Oh, yeah. Because nice. she like knew how to wield a sword. Nice. If I'm thinking of the right person. If you could know. sing for one metal band, who would it be? Oh, fuck. I think the obvious answer would be Meshuggah, because I could do the song I Am Colossus with them. Yeah, right. But... <sighs> for those of... Yeah, we didn't say, I guess, Colossus is how I've known Kyle for the whole time I've known him. So I didn't even know his first name for probably the first 10 years. <laughs> so we might revert back to that. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Who's the new guy at the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Colossus just looming in the background. Oh, yeah, you got to bang these out quicker. You're thinking yeah. too much, oh, shit. man. Oh, uh, Meshuggah. Yeah, Meshuggah. Okay. Astro titties. <sighs> this is too much thinking. Ass. All right. Out with the boys or in with the girls? In with the girls. <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Boxers. <laughs> what about right now there, bud? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> He's free balling. Yeah, I'm, I'm going commando <laughs> right now. That we jump for the lake. <laughs> we took a little uh, Wim Hof dip in the lake at like five degrees <laughs> And uh, I forgot a second pair of boxers, so <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in the wind right now. I forgot one last time, too. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> What's the weirdest place you'd ever bang? What is or have? Either one. Is would be like in space. 
zero oh, zero gravity. You have to. Yeah, I don't wonder how that work. Yeah, it would be. It you would have? Be no, I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I wish, dude. He's also I mean, an astronaut. He's like, you're an astronaut <laughs> too? Holy no. shit. You got a spaceman? <laughs> I've done it you're all, a buddy. spaceman and you bang through the suit? <laughs> Is there like a tube that interlocks? <laughs> Come in here. <laughs> Docking, but I don't think that's what. <laughs> I don't think that's what docking is. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, don't Google it. Yeah, but that that would be my if I could pick anywhere, it would nice. be like in zero G's. Hey, if you, uh, Amazon Queen. If you had to sleep with an Amazon Queen or a midget, uh, Amazon Queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what that we said. Quick. His yeah. eyes lit up. Yeah, I got that option. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool with me. Uh, what's the weirdest place you've ever had to shit? Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's maybe the question should be where haven't I shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where's what's the most exciting place you've had to shit? Then <sighs> there's got to be a weird time that pops in your head off a tailgate of someone else's truck or something. <laughs> Mine's on the side of the four hundred one. <laughs> Mine was like into something in my car. Yeah. Wow. Oh shit. Yeah, I had to get that, like desperate. That right? is Couldn't fucking work. intense. Yeah. Man. Oh, but that's not even like probably the most intense one. But that was just the first one that popped into my head. Sure. Wow. Which is the whole idea. Yeah. Uh. So where are we at? If you could take one supplement, which one would it be? Vitamin D. Vitamin D. There we go. If you could do one workout or one exercise in the gym, that's all you had time for. Which one would it be? <sighs> Rock climbing. Does that count oh, as one thing? Nice, yeah. That's sick. Okay, no, that's sick, but if you went into a normal gym, what would you do? I uh, deadlift. Deadlift? Yeah. There it is. Nice. Yep. And last one, what did you have for supper last night? I had, I was at work, so I had uh, turkey sausage, I had oven roasted um, broccoli, zucchini, cherry tomatoes, and tofu, and sweet potato. Wow. Mm. Listen to that meal, everybody. Yeah. That's fucking legit. <laughs> Dietary yeah. fiber and micronutrients. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's better than Walking mine. Walking the walk, yeah. And I don't even know what I ate. I just know it's better than mine. I just know it was better. <laughs> All those ingredients are not in my house, so I definitely didn't eat that. <laughs> I've never tried tofu. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. My no. friends at work tease me because I just come in with like a mountain of Tupperware from, from yeah. meal prep. And if I have to do a long shift, I'll bring like multiple meals. Yeah. So it's just like stacks. Oh man, I work underground, so I know I bring a big cooler. To oh, work. Everyone makes fun of me how mm -hmm. big my cooler is. Yeah. It's always over, like it's flooding over when I go to work, but I need my meals. I'm, you, I'm down there for 12 hours. Plus, if I get stuck down there, I don't know how long it could be. Exactly. Right? I've been stuck down there 18 hours after my shift. Well, yeah. you're doing hard work, so you want yeah. you want to stay oh, fueled, to, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I take pre workout and shit. I smash walls, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get jacked out with my partner sometimes. Absolutely. Then, then give her. Do you remember what you ate? What day is it today? Today is Thursday. Like class. Hmm. No. Man. <laughs> Short. I had class last night at the gym. I don't know. I don't know what I ate after. Oh, I know what I ate because uh, I have a contractor at my house doing renovations and he thought I was a weirdo. I remember now. I had uh, a Wendy's um, barbecue chicken bacon sandwich or something. Oh, yeah. And then I got Frosty and fries, and I dipped fries in the Frosty. I've heard about that. So good. I've never Man, tried it. Yeah. it. The contractor, he was just staring at me, and I'm talking to him. And I like, it's, it ain't no thing to me, right? So right. I've always done It's delicious. If you haven't tried it, the warm fries and the vanilla ice cream. I've heard about it. My so good. aunt, who has Crohn's, got me into that shit. She used to dip like fries in like vanilla ice cream oh, if we go man. in like the drive-in or something like Dude, that. It's so bomb. I yeah. don't even understand like why chips. it's so even, good. You, yeah. you can even do it with like yep. chips. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I oh, yeah. It. I had Uncle Ben's basmati, uh, the microwave bag because they didn't have- The rice thing? Yeah, yeah. I bought yeah. a rice, a plain one. Basmati's the best one. 
I like jasmine too, but there's too many ingredients in it now. There's fucking like oils and things. So basmati is the, I believe it's the lowest uh, glycemic load of all the rice. That's oh, usually really? why I, st- I almost always buy basmati That's because good. of that. I like it because of the smell. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's smell really I, I put so good. coconut oil and uh, ground beef on it last night. Actually, it's oh, I tried chili that soy shit, sauce. Man. Yeah. What's that recipe? What do you do? It's super easy. Uh, well, that was the macaroni one, right? With the little sweet Thai chili? Yeah, you yeah. You got to share that. So I do it with every, I do put a bunch of different shit, but I use the Annie's gluten-free rice noodles, like the Kraft Dinner, and uh, either chicken or ground beef, and I buy, I think it's VH, uh, sweet chili sauce or whatever, and I put like a, maybe a tablespoon of coconut oil and maybe a tablespoon of the sauce and just mix the shit up. Nice. Oh, such a healthy snack, man. It's good. And with those two mix, the coconut oil and the Thai, like I make that yeah. meal noodles and beef is my go-to right. right usually some ketchup though or something right whatever yep. cheese maybe and uh but that little concoction there that i'm gonna use that for dieting next time for man sure. it's, it's awesome so good and that was the thing is i cut my carbs down for a short time not to take a tangent but i was trying to figure out a way to eat meat with less carbs and that's like a lot less fun <laughs> so the oil anyways i found the coconut oil uh is first of all it's a good fat i think yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting that. one because it is right on like the borderline of uh, saturated fat. Yeah. So, in my opinion, just with the research, I think the verdict is still out. I think we're going to see in a few yeah. years. We're gonna there's going to be a lot more research on it. But like it's overall, a MCT, right? Yes, and yeah. it's uh, you're it's saying really it's going st- bad or going to be good news? I don't know. <clears throat> I think it's right on the edge. Oh. Yeah. Because it I use that shit all the time. I hope it goes on the thumbs up. It like there are elements of it good because it's really stable. So it it's it's not a fat that goes rancid easy. Like olive oil. Like olive oil that's does. Right, yeah. okay. So that's the good thing. You can cook it at higher temperatures yep. and doesn't oxidize. So those elements of it are really good, but it's another one of those things that like the nutrition industry grabbed yep. and was just like, we're going to sell Blew a shitload sure. of coconut oil. Well, because it's like different than butter, right? Or yeah, whatever, margarine. Yeah. It, was so. the, it was the Jesus for a couple of years. Yeah. And then, uh, then the, it moves on to something else. This right? chick got me on it. She's from uh, some islands and I was dating her for a bit and uh, she had the nicest, brown, smoothest skin. And she swore by coconut oh, oil. Oh, topically, it's unreal. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I have a jug in my bathroom, and I have a jug in my kitchen. I don't want to hear what you're Yeah, doing. I was just going to like, <laughs> you know what's a good one? It's Is natural. This thing on? thing on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway, since she, I was like, wow, you got, like, the nicest skin ever, so I'm going to slap this. It yeah. didn't work for me. I'm still some white French kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't turn into some Bahama mama, but. But, yeah, it, it's anyway, good. Yeah. I think it's actually got a small SPF to it, too, so it's, like, right. it's good for tanning oil. Oh, yeah? yeah. There you go. Yeah. Slap well, anyways, it's, I'm not saying it's better or worse than anything. Uh, I do like the flavor of it. Oh, it's I love the smell. mostly why I use it. Yeah. But I have some uh, fresh uh, olive oil I bought online, too. I think it's from, it's from a place in Ottawa. Yeah. But anyways, it's freshly pressed, and there's like a date on it and everything. That's so it's not right. Yeah, That's right? what you need. You want, you want to make sure it's in a dark glass bottle yep. and that they have the pressing date on it. Right. Does the Which is really hard to find. Trump- Avocado oil, trump it all or no? It's it's, it's awesome. Good. Yeah, I've been yes. I, I've been on a big one, and like I'm not trying to make it the next Jesus. We're not selling avocado oil, but it's <laughs> it's good because again, it's really stable at high temperatures. Yeah, um, it, it, it's hard to make go rancid, and it is a uh, I believe it's a poly it's it's an unsaturated fat, but I believe it's a polyunsaturated fat, which is like the, the king of of those, and so. Y- 
it will improve your, your fat ratio. You always want to have more unsaturated fat than saturated fat for heart health. Okay. Jamie, um, let's Google that. Yeah, we need a Jamie here so we can uh, oh, no Jamie. So fact we're, check. We're right. We're right. Yeah. <laughs> Maxwell Meathead, we're correct. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and tell me where I am wrong. I am open to learn yeah. shit. Oh, my God. Don't open those floodgates yeah. because open I, have them enough, up. I have enough assholes on mine. I'll just give you mine. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What you said is this. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Whatever. but I lived it. This is not how I felt. Good for you. I respect your opinion. <laughs> anyway, also Costco sells a big bottle of avocado oil, and that's why I quite like it. Yeah, absolutely. Word, I get mine there too. Same, there we go. Same here. <laughs> little little tip. Little tip for anybody who is trying to like improve their health. Costco is your friend. Especially, I've got my little trick. Anyway, I get a shitload of my produce from Costco. Sure, talking about upping your micronutrients and, and dietary fiber variety. I'll go in there and buy one of those giant tubs of organic spinach, a di- giant yeah. tub of organic spring mix. I'll get uh, celery. I'll get uh, zucchini. All this shit. And then I'm like, we got T minus seven days to eat all of this before yeah, it goes so that's bad. The thing, and right? I just shovel it in. Yeah. And that has been a game changer as far as gut health goes for me. Now, we talked a little bit earlier at supper too about um, wilting some of the greens for digestibility. And you were talking about some tricks with broccoli and things. Do you want to touch on some kind of tricks? Because with myself, which is kind of an uh, outsider, but digestibility of greens can be an issue for some people, yeah. especially getting started. So yeah. if you're trying to get into more greens and things, what are some tips well, you could kind of give people on getting Yeah, your, your case is really specific and interesting, but overall, like yeah. the, the this was actually back when, when you were talking about before I went to school uh, and I had had a bad flare up and I was like, I need to take some things into my own hands. And I knew there were some things that I was avoiding eating because they were bothering me, especially because I was in the flare up. So you're in an inflammatory state state your 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 bowel is smaller than it would normally be because literally the walls are closing in and so dietary fiber and the stuff that brushes through can get caught and that's where you can cause blockages serious issues or even just little crohn's attacks things like that um what about things like polyps on a side note is that where they come from yeah okay yeah absolutely and that and those are the things that they'll actually do uh biopsies when you have the colonoscopy so the fiber gets stuck or the fiber's clearing the way no it it can go either way it can get stuck well so yeah it'll get if you're in a really bad inflammatory state or if you have a lot of scar tissue it'll get stuck and so even to this day i chop the shit out of my salads because i know i have scar tissue in there so right. i just want to make sure that the and i chew shit really well oh, because really? i, I want to make sure that the it's breakdowns easier then yes and that's and crazy. so it, i don't have big pieces passing through that's not have you ever looked at serapeptase no we'll talk about that after okay um so, what did you say you did at one point you blended because uh yeah muscle bill was talking about how fibers is, is tough on him right now so it could go like some people need it some people can't have it what were you doing so you're well, able a, to have it? There's a bunch of different routes that you can take. Like if you, if you don't like vegetables or if you're not willing to get used to eating them, because like I don't, I don't love all of them, but I eat a lot of shit that I don't like. But. I don't love them, but they're a must, man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, in my opinion, absolutely. They're a must. Like, I miss Brussels sprouts. So dude. I. Anyway. I'll, smoothies <laughs> muscle, muscle Bill's got a sad face yeah especially Christmas is coming up so you know like they're, gonna, the shit. they're gonna be roasted and out really of all good. the shit we've talked about no emotion from Muscle Bill he, he mentions Brussels sprouts I thought his dog uh, died uh, <laughs> now you mentioned my dog too <laughs> sorry bro 
<laughs> Brussels sprouts are good. They're damn anyway, good. Anyway, I sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no worries, bud. I was just going to say that uh, like smoothies are your friend. Yeah. So like- uh, Blended. We, you were talking about starting your day with the morning smoothie, yeah. and, and I do the same thing, and I- I have to do two blends because I pack my shit like so tight. So I'll just put a ton of vegetables and fruit in, various concoctions, and like blend it down. Run one. Okay, group. so the one that I'm working on right now is uh, I'll do uh, blueberries in the base. I'll put in uh, creatine, glutamine, uh, and glutamine not for the for the strength because glutamine actually heals the lining of the gut. Right. Oh. So that's the reason I keep it in. Is Isn't that, that where the supplementation came from to begin with? Like, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if it was marketed as a performance thing, but for me, it's been very helpful for uh, gut health. I've, I've always known it as muscle, muscle repair. That's how I always knew it. I just think it was developed for stomach health and then the supplement industry. But anyways, I'll ask Russell about this one. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be an <laughs> yeah. interesting because it. Uh, I, I just find it really, really yeah. helpful for for gut health. Um, so I'll, uh, yeah, blueberries, um, glutamine, creatine. I'll add uh, uh, flaxseed powder. I guess it's just blended flaxseed. Um, and then I will add what else? I'll add celery, cucumber, kale, spinach. I know I'm missing something. Oh. Um, I, some form of dietary fiber supplement. So I'll either put um, inulin in, the flaxseed is also p- part of a dietary right. fiber supplement, or... Um, Do you use psyllium huskas at all? Or? Yeah, actually, that's, okay. that's, that's one that I, I use regularly. And I just try to switch them out because sure. uh, a big thing with the gut microbiome is variety. Sure. You're going to have more... What you want is a uh, diversity in the species of your uh, gut bacteria mm-hmm. and different fibers feed different. Uh, gut bacteria. So I'll, I'll usually switch up the dietary fiber supplement I put in and then I blend that sucker up and I usually like will add a banana or something or, oh, and avocado. I always nice. put like a whole avocado in. And, what and do you use it. for liquid? Uh, usually just water. Water? Okay. Oh, I didn't man, know if you get any of that oat, oat milk or anything like that. It's not too bad actually, man. Like the, oh, and uh, of course I forgot uh, uh, chocolate. Butter? Ch- chocolate protein. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll use... Uh, there it is. I use, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's, that's the, that and the banana are the, and the blueberries are the savior. Yeah. But before that, I used to just do straight veggie shakes. They were gnarly as hell, but they... Yeah, been there, man. They, they were. Hard to put but that was, that was what uh, we were talking about at dinner is back when uh, I, I was in just a bad flare-up, had a lot of inflammation, couldn't eat any of the, that good stuff. I used to love eating salads, couldn't eat salads, couldn't eat broccoli, any of the stuff with a lot of roughage that... Uh, is is hard on an inflamed gut, and I used to like steam broccoli and blend it, and and I, I guess kind of make it a soup, but I wouldn't dress it up. I'm I'm a little bit too Spartan when it comes yeah, to food. Yeah, just, just put it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it having Crohn's actually from a young age kind of fucks up your relationship with food because it it becomes the enemy. Yeah, because it makes you sick. Fear for sure. Um, but uh, luckily over the last like I would say like six years, I've really repaired that. Um, I love food again, but, uh, yeah, I used to blend a lot of the stuff because I knew, I know Russell mentioned this, uh, when he was on, which I thought was really great, was that your body produces the enzymes for like, uh, for the demand of what you give it. Sure. And I knew I needed those nutrients. I knew I needed, uh, the, uh, the fiber, but I was like, I can't, 
I can't digest it if I just eat it plain. So that's why I started blending it. That's wild, man. Something you need so much and then it's a problem. But yeah, just so that's what creates that vicious of, cycle. And yeah. that's why like it, people who just have irritable bowel syndrome who don't even have Crohn's and they're like, yeah, yeah I have to avoid that. And I'm like, but that's probably what you need. If you could yeah, heal that you micro. get it in there somehow. If you could heal your gut and, and, and populate your microbiome better through the, uh, the introduction of a variety of dietary fibers. And what people don't realize too is that uh, there's a big thing like probiotics are, are excellent and we're, we're seeing more and more positive results of studies. There's still a lot of stuff uh, that hasn't been proven because some people react really well like after a round of antibiotics, they take probiotics and uh, it helps repopulate their gut microbiome faster. Some people it doesn't. Uh, but by drastically increasing the amount and the diversity of your dietary fiber will actually have a greater long-term effect on the population of your gut bacteria than supplementing with probiotics. Wow. Yeah, Just nice. another supplement that this, uh, North coast naturals, uh, it's called daily cleanse. They sell it at, I think Zares. I've seen it before, but I've bought it at the supplement stores as well. It has six natural ingredients, including psyllium, as gentle and effective, but it's six kinds of fiber in one. Yeah. And this was the one, that, actually, when I worked with Russell years ago, I, he introduced me to this one. And to this day, it's still, I think it's like 30 bucks for, a, a, it's a thousand grams for 30 bucks. Yeah. So if you're using like five to 10 grams per scoop, yeah, it's a lot of fucking servings is what I'm getting at for 30 Absolutely. bucks. And the six kinds in one bag, so exactly you're getting that variety. Exactly. And that's, the, it's, it's a good yeah. product. I've actually used it before too. Yeah, so perfect. And it's just like, Get it on Amazon with your protein, start adding it to yep. those shakes, and you're going to be doing your gut sure. a lot of favors. I forgot about it, but... And I actually ended up... Uh, or Blue Star Roughage, get you some. Well, that's a different, th- that's a <laughs> yeah. different thing, too. I, that's not a fiber supplement. That's micronutrients, which yeah. is like a whole nother ballpark. Yeah. And I know Russell talked a lot about that when he was on, which was great. And that's another thing. We're just not consuming enough servings of fruit and veg day to get both the uh, micronutrients we need and the dietary fiber. And it's like, uh, it's a double whammy. Sure. Because the, the rest of your body needs a micronutrients for tons of different uh, reasons. And then I guess I just focus on the gut microbiome because we've kind of been focusing on, on gut health through this thing. So let's shift into your head injury then. You mentioned a few times now you had a bit of an issue um, a few years ago. Yeah. So let's dive into that. What happened that to tie yeah. this into your gut Kind of, let's take a step back in the sides track here. Yeah. Uh, so how to tie this in properly. Okay. I, I guess I'll tell the story of how it happened. So I've just come out of about a little over four and a half years now um, after a traumatic brain injury. And uh, I got it visiting a friend in the hospital, ironically, uh, who had uh, her appendix had ruptured and she was knocking on death's door. And uh I went to see her and fainted out of the blue. And I'd never fainted before in my life. I'd been lots of hospitals. As we were talking about with Crohn's disease, I was, yeah. I was seasoned in that environment. So I don't know. We never found out what it was. They did a bunch of tests to figure out why I fainted and never came up with anything. But I just went straight back and hit my head on a cement floor and was out cold for about two minutes. And then they actually thought I had a heart attack. So when I came to, they had an EKG machine right. on me. So I thought I had a heart attack. And I was just like, oh, shit. And ironically, my friend was uh, texting me earlier that day. She's like, 
because I, I was asking her, are you feeling well enough to have a visitor? And she's like, for sure. She's like, I got, there's a hot nurse here. Maybe nice. I can introduce you to her. And when I open my eyes. <laughs> there she is. Yeah. She's Boy, right there. The blood drain. And I was just Went like. to the wrong place. <laughs> and I was Passed just like. out again. <laughs> I was you like, must be hung like a mule, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking to myself, this isn't how I pictured this going. No. I thought yeah. it would go better than this. Hi, I'm Colossus. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. But. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they bring me down to emerge and keep me for a couple hours. And then they're just like, oh, you got your bell rung and discharge me. And they're like, if you have any more complications, uh, come back and see us. And the next day was my brother's birthday. And uh, we go for breakfast with mom and dad. And I'm in the restaurant and I just start reeling all of a sudden. All of the, the, the noise of people talking, I can't take it. And the room is spinning and I had to get the hell out of there. And I got to the point that I was so busy or dizzy that my, my dad and my brother had to help me walk home. Right. And, uh, so I just thought, Oh, I've, I had a concussion before I thought, you know, I'll be down now for the weekend. I'd never experienced anything like that. I'd always just been like, Oh, I got, some, I got a headache and I'll have it for a few days and not feel quite right. And then it'll come too. And so I rested for the rest of the day. I had to work the next day. I went to work and sat down at the computer and started checking shit. And then I realized I couldn't read. Like I, I was yeah. looking as hard as I could and I couldn't read. And that's when I knew that we were in some serious trouble. And so I went back into Emerge and they did a brain scan on me and they were like, oh, we don't see any brain bleed. So there's not much we can do at this point. And basically kind of told me to see my family doctor. And I got just the advice that everybody gets, which is total bullshit advice, is just to stay in a dark room and not do a lot. Right. Be quiet. Yep. Yeah. And I just kept going back and it got to about a month and a half and I was in a dark room essentially for about a month and a half, right. not doing anything. And then my parents were like, this is like awful. Like I couldn't function. It got to the point where I couldn't walk on my own unassisted. I was like, I had to army crawl to go take a piss and uh, I couldn't take care of myself at all. And so we started looking around for people uh, that could, that could help out with this because my condition every week would get worse and worse and worse and started to deteriorate more and more. And, uh, there seemed to be no help from just the uh, general practitioners or anything like that. Uh, the, the one good thing that my general practitioner did was he put me on a wait list right away for Parkwood Institute for their brain yeah. injury rehab program. But I was on a wait list for that for a year before I got in. Uh, and then we ended up seeing this chiropractor who's actually a buddy of mine now because I've been seeing him for four and a half years. Uh, about, I would say, six weeks after uh, the injury. And he brought me in. And the nice thing that he did was he reassured me about everything that I was experiencing. So he had this list of symptoms already typed up and kind of what to do. He, I didn't get a ton of guidance as to what the next step would be. But he made me feel like I wasn't insane yeah. because the, the symptoms that I was experiencing were so extreme to the point where I uh, started to have e uh, extreme uh, emotional responses. So I was manic. Like I would wake up in the morning bawling, crying and haven't thought of anything. And then all of a sudden end up cackling, laughing. Like I would call my mom at work and be crying and I'd be like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm not sure what's going on. I feel right. like I'm going crazy. And then I would be laughing by the end of the conversation, like hysterically. So he basically get like validated, like you know what, this is he this said, is what's happening. Everything yeah. that he yeah. said was completely like he listed everything I was going through, and I was just like, okay, like thank God this is normal because I just thought 
I thought, oh, I got a head injury, but I just thought part of it was I was losing it. Right. And because I didn't know what was going on. Every other time I'd had a concussion, it was much simpler than that. Right. Were you eating or not eating when you're going through this uh, I wasn't, degress period? Uh, this, at this point, I wasn't into the extreme eating yet because I was so dizzy and nauseous all the time from the head injury that I really couldn't eat much. It wasn't until later on that that really switched for me. Um, but an interesting thing that he kind of said to me at the end when my mom wasn't around, he kind of pulled me aside and he was like, hey, you're going to want to kill yourself a lot. Don't do that. Yeah. And yeah, I, that's what you mentioned. This is a brain was, injury. And he, and he said it's very common. And, and you see that shit in football players with CTE yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, I've read that from a single concussion, your uh, likelihood of uh, committing suicide is three times higher than the average person just after one. Wow. I've had like eight. Man, you know how many fighters I'd never, I'd never name them or anything? I don't know if I'm the guy that they reach out to because I know I'm a pretty neutral guy. Mm-hmm. There's so many of these guys that I thought were having a happy life that I fought with and I've been fighting with the years. They're in dark places, yeah. man. Yep. Yeah. And they're either turning to drugs or alcohol because they just they feel fucked. Well, you don't know how to cope, right? You're, there's, right? No, there's no guidance for that stuff. And that's why I felt kind of a duty when you asked me, even though I was, I was a little bit nervous to come on and talk about that because I know I, I talked to other people when I was in rehab about it yeah. and I'm a pretty open guy. So I was just like, you know, if you need anything like reach out because the one thing that I had in my back pocket that was always good is I never, I never trusted my own thoughts. Right. And even before that, I was just always like, I never believed that everything that I thought was right. So when that thought came up, it was just like, fucking kill yourself. This is not going to get any better. This is your only way out. And I was just like, Nah, because yeah, if I listen, I don't know about this. I was just, I, I was like, if I listen to every Go bad, fish. if I listen to every bad idea I ever had, I would uh, have knocked up every girl I ever dated. Yeah. I'd fucking OD <laughs> on every drug I'd ever taken. Yeah. Like, you, I'd take everything to the extreme because there's always something in your head that's like, hey, do this shitty thing yeah. or be an idiot, and yeah. you're just like, I don't listen to those things. So when that came up, and and uh, this chiropractor's validation of that experience, and it got dark. Like there were times where it was re- like mo- like every day for sure, and then like some days all day. And I yeah. would and I lived uh, on the eleventh floor of an apartment building, and I would just look at that balcony and be like, I could sail over that in a heartbeat. And then I'd be like, Nope, we're gonna just yeah. keep keep trucking. And that's yeah. that's the one thing that I want to kind of tell people: if you're going through this, and even if it's not head injury related, the things you think about yourself and your life aren't correct. And the way you feel about, and not to say that you don't have good ideas, everybody has good ideas too, but if your judgment is clouded and and you're in a high emotional state, don't let your actions reflect that. Man, it's, it's actually comforting to hear because I had such a hard time when we talked about it before and remember the one thing I, I say I don't know how to describe it like it's all confusing to me the way I think like I honestly think I fire off really weird but the one thing I said is I always have to uh, tell myself to be good and what mm-hmm. I mean by tell myself to be good is exactly what you just said yeah. there's that voice that's saying do this do yeah. that or pull this to the extreme and you gotta be like whoa whoa and that's exactly why I took a fight yeah because I was getting carried away yeah, do drugs and go chase girls. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> Let me check. That, that, yep. <laughs> yeah. I have no responsibilities. I got a pocket of money. You know what I mean? Why yep. not? Yep. Why not? And it's those things where it sounds stupid, but yeah. it's like, 
it's never been this bad for me. Yeah. And if I wasn't in control of it, I'd be just like you said, overdosed on a thing. I, I don't know whether or not I just must be shooting blanks. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of shit, man. I knock on wood, man. <laughs> and, and it's got to be. It, I feel like it's getting worse. I don't. I don't know what I could attribute it to or nature versus nurture. We had all these these yeah. uh, conversations, but I know concussions have something to do with it. Well, they, they, here's the interesting thing. They drastically can increase impulsiveness in people. And yeah. the, the, strange, <laughs> the strange, thing that, strange thing that happened to me, it was the opposite. I was more like you when I was younger. I was a wild party guy and right. I loved, I, I was talking muscle bill about it. I loved uh, relinquishing control. I was just like, let's fucking go out for the night. Let's get wild. Let's see what happens. I yeah. loved chaos. And then I was in this state where my perception of everything was chaotic. Like every room that I went in was, if I went into a new room, it was too much. In a bad way, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. like everything was so extreme. I had um, uh, sensory overload. So any new sounds, anything that was remotely loud. For at, at the beginning, I couldn't even be in a room with more than two people. Wow. So because if, if multiple conversations happened, I, w- it, I was done. Like I was, it would just flare up all my sensory symptoms. Sensory overload. Yeah, and so... I went from the state of loving that, that chaotic event where I, I was the opposite of most people where it makes them more reckless. To me, it, it immediately closed me off to right. everything right? Um, because I just couldn't handle well, it. Well, everything was so crazy. Yeah, How it was could, so extreme. If you're not enjoying it, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I couldn't even yeah. take it. Like I would get yeah. so dizzy that I would vomit. Like yeah, it was yeah. just, I was, I was a mess. Like basically I was just a vegetable. I have a guy that's, uh, I'd say, an elite athlete or was, I, I fought with him. And we'd have wrestling sessions. He was a coach. He he had after he got he got suckered in a bar, some some smashed on his head, bottle or whatever. Yep. Since then, he's got a lot of the same symptoms. And we'll wrestle for a round, like I mentioned before. And then he'll have to put on glasses and go. We'll find him yeah. sitting in the corner of a room just Absolutely. so he doesn't fall over anything. And he's got shades on to cut the lights. Yep. And he's usually got his headphones on. More so for just noise cancellation. Yep, absolutely. You know what I like, find and just out? like that. He was never like that before, and yeah. like it's a real fucking. And it's thing, a weird man. thing because you don't know what the what's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? So you, I, I had had like seven concussions probably before this, and never had any issues, and then this one was just like that. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate that most people don't listen to their bodies until something major happens. Right. Like yeah. when you're talking about, you know, the flare ups and everything, it reminds me after my heart surgery, it was like after, anytime after like seven o'clock at night, if I wasn't ready for bed in 60 seconds, I'm in trouble. Like I went into shock basically and I couldn't move for two hours. Yeah. Right. So sit in the dark and I talked about it a bit too, but like I sit in the dark silence, no lights, no sounds, no nothing. And I just sit there, try not to shake and I dig into my mind. Right. But I could have done that years ago and like think about all these like introspective type th- things and have these conversations with myself. But like you say, well, I, I, you party and do whatever and you go out and live your life. But at the same time, when your body says, I need to calm down, like maybe we should listen to these other voices and think about these thoughts. You ignore them until something happens yeah. that you can't ignore them. That's being young though. That's yeah. you, it is. You go until For the sure. wheels start falling off. And then I, I was saying to my brother the other yeah. day, I'm just like, getting old is just starting to realize that it's just like, oh shit, there's yeah. there's some things I gotta take. This is starting to fall <laughs> yeah. apart. Yeah. And just uh nursing a new wound every yeah. few months. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, even just to relate it to the conversation though, like Joel's saying it's getting worse. It's like, look, you can dig into these things now. Yeah. Or you yeah. can ignore them for another month or year, and then you're going to have to start paying attention. So whether you're fighting or you're living life 
whatever it is you're doing. Like so yeah. many people push the envelope for too long. Yeah. I, it, if, if you have a little nagging something, address it now because yeah. it might be easier to reverse Such it. Such as gut health yeah. and your lining and, you yeah. know, like you said, get into your dietary stuff. So if you're having digestive and excretion problems. Yeah, absolutely. And like, can, like you said, the moral of the story, inflammation. Yeah. yeah. So well, here, all right. So like, here's, here's the crazy thing. So uh, brain injuries cause like a cascade of inflammation throughout your entire body that starts with obviously your brain's going to swell because it's taken some damage but that kind of trickles down and translates to everything and you start having a lot of physiological problems and it directly affects your autonomic nervous system so after my head injury i had a like a resting heart rate of somewhere around 100 yep. it was ridiculous like there was at one point uh, my ex almost took me to the hospital because we thought I was having a heart attack and I was just having another extreme panic attack caused by the head injury, but it was so bad. We were in such a place where it was like my left arm went numb. It was every sign of a heart attack. And, uh, and that was caused by the brain injury. I'd never had anxiety quite like that before. Obviously people get nervous about shit in their life and whatever, but, uh, I'd never had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And, and then for the first six months uh, after my head injury, I was in one giant one. I was just constantly in fight or flight and tense all the time. And uh, I think I read somewhere that the, the rate of like cardiac issues goes up after brain injury too because it affects the autonomic nervous system oh, so yeah. much. And uh, one thing that happened to me was uh, my appetite went through the roof because of that, because the vagus nerve connected from your brain to your gut, and uh, it kind of controls the way your body perceives your blood sugar levels, and I would get into a panic if there wasn't food around, because I was eating all the time. I probably gained, after the first, like, I would say two months, because I was just so dizzy and nauseous all the time, I couldn't eat. But after that period, in about seven months, I gained like 60 pounds. Oh, just, shit. Just, I would just have meal after meal. I'd have like... And you really thought you needed to eat it? Yeah. I would, I would get... It's not like you just had the munchies. Your brain's telling you, like, I need this to survive. Yeah, because I would get into a panic. I started to have anxiety if I, if I didn't eat. Because I thought that... Well, and part of it was I thought I was going to faint again. So right. I thought, I'll, if I fall and hit my head again, life's over. Yeah, done deal. And uh, so, yeah, I would just get in this panic state. And it, I learned later that it's because of this uh, extreme effect that a brain injury has on your autonomic nervous system, which cascades inflammation throughout the entire body. Which is what led you to the breathing techniques you were talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. That Originally, that was, uh, what would attracted me to it was just to relieve the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that after I started to be able to manage the dizziness and I went through a ton of different programs, uh, kind of went off on a tangent and, and didn't talk about that. But I, I, my family, I owe them so much because they never gave up looking for new shit to send me to. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a good Guinea pig. So I was like, I will, I'm, I'm a, when I get to be a desperate man, I will try anything. It doesn't matter what hippie shit you yep. give me. You can rub crystals on me if it's going to fucking help. Amen. Yeah. I'll, you betcha. I'll do it. You bet. So, uh, crystal meth. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know if that would solve my problems or increase them. I'll, but skip, I'll skip that one. We'll give, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> Listen to the other voice on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was I was willing to to try anything, and 
luckily we did a few different programs that helped me manage the extreme vertigo and dizziness because that was the most incapacitating thing for me over anything. The anxiety was really bad, but it flared up the dizziness. So like I, I couldn't do anything. Like I, people had to be carried into appointments and I was a mess. Uh, so once I was able to kind of manage that part of things and, and my vision and my, uh, my equilibrium, then I was like, all right, we need to attack this anxiety because that's the only way I'm going to be able to kind of get back to a somewhat normal life. So that's kind of what led me to the Wim Hof method. And, and it was a sense of desperation because I was like, again, I was like, this seems like some hippie shit but I'll give it a shot and see if it works. But I, I noticed that he was a big proponent of being backed by science, science and, and willing, right. willing to be studied. And that kind of gave me some relief in attempting it and being like, oh, this hopefully won't all be for nothing. Uh, and the more and more, at first I tried it without even looking into the, the science of anything. I was just like, all right, this seems pretty easy. Well, not easy, but it's simple. We do the breathing exercises, we meditate, we take ice baths. Yeah, let's yeah. let's uh, just touch on Wim Hof for a second. If no one's ever heard of him, yeah, uh, also co- called the Ice Man, right? Yeah. So Wim Hof, W I M H O F F. If you've never seen him, check him out on YouTube or something like that. These are the methods that we're going to be talking about here. Yeah, I'm a huge believer, man. I'm, I'm glad you're into this because it's it's mind blowing. It's almost to the point where I feel like I'm making it up if I'm telling it. Telling it to no, people. it seems insane. Yeah. It seems absolutely like, what insane. Are you, well, what are you doing? I'm breathing in my underwear outside in, in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're just, uh, yeah. you're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah, you're a lunatic. Kyle told me when we are at the beach, he can hold his breath for over three minutes now. Holy shit. Yeah. Which is a side note, but just like, that seems unbelievable. Like, yeah. 30 seconds yeah. is average, you know, for a breath hold. Yeah. Three minutes, anyways. But yeah, so. It's craziness. Yeah, he's, he's a really eccentric fellow, which is like. Uh, he's charismatic, so it draws you in, but also it's just like, is this guy just nuts? Yeah. And is he like the only guy that can do this? But so no. what does he do? When we say do this, like what does he does? Let's touch on that. Okay, so he, first of all, he's like a world record holder in a bunch of stuff, most of it involving cold, but he's yeah. like running. Like climbing a mountain in his underwear. Yeah, and like being submerged in ice for two hours. He has holds the longest distance for swimming under ice. Um. Just a bunch of shit. He ran. A, he ran a half marathon in the desert with no water. Uh, just du- a bunch of feats where he's like, yeah, well, he's watch proved- what the human body can do exactly with yeah breathing and yeah, ice so, and cold therapy. Uh, it's it's controlled hyperventilation, um, which causes mild hypoxia, which is like just this oversaturation of oxygen and uh, a, a lack of carbon dioxide in your blood, and then. Uh, after that, you do breath retention. Once you do the, the, the 30 to 40 deep breaths, you hold your breath for as long as you can and then release. On an exhale or an inhale? Uh, exhale. Okay, yep. So like you'll do your last big breath in, exhale, and then stop. Mm-hmm. And then you time it or whatever because then you can kind of track your and man it goes up significantly well i was saying to muscle bill when i first started i it was about 30 seconds yeah. and my record now is three minutes and 40 seconds it's crazy man the first time i tried that first round it, it was probably less than 30 yeah. and then it went to like 40 and then to like a minute the third one it was crazy yeah yeah it and, goes up quick even within the succession and then as you do it for months and months it really goes up but uh the, after that part, so you do usually about three to four rounds of the breathing, and then uh, uh, the the second component of it, 
uh, is cold exposure. Actually, no, I guess the second component is the visualization. He, he, he's a big proponent of mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. uh, and third eye meditation because part of the focus to be able to do the feats is he's basically proven that you can gain control over your autonomic nervous system, which is, has disproven science for ever now because he tested and true they they, they called him on his bluff and he 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 blew them away yeah and it's 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 called the autonomic nervous system because it's supposed to be automatic i think yeah i'm not i'm not a scientist not within your control yeah yeah Yeah, you can't can't control control. yeah Yeah. it's uh, it's uh, it happens automatically and he's like now i can i can manually take charge of this now and part of that is through the uh, the mindfulness meditation because when he does the breathing exercises, part of that uh, mild hypoxia is uh, he increases the pH in your blood, which was another thing that they didn't really think was possible. And uh, in doing that, I believe it's, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it allows neurotransmitters to travel smoother or faster or something like that more efficiently probably yeah yeah. and it releases a ton of adrenaline and some cortisol uh which is immune suppressing and he can kind of i guess channel where he wants the heat to go or what he wants to do with it having control over this system and then so the, the next stage of the, the process is uh, gradual cold exposure. So you start with like a, a one-minute cold shower and you work your way up until you get into an ice bath or like us jump in a cold-ass lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then that part, you're shocking the system again uh, and that exercises your vascular system in an extreme way because you have this extreme vasoconstriction where your blood leaves your limbs and goes to your organs because it thinks you're going to die. Yeah. And... Uh, all of your little capillaries and, um, and whatnot and veins and stuff, all the little muscles around them get a workout that they don't normally do because you're going into this extreme environment. Because um, most of the time we're used to comfort. We want to stay warm and things Absolutely. like that. We don't exercise that. But that also releases a ton of adrenaline because you go into this state of... Fight, of it's literally fight or flight. Fight yeah. or flight. But the interesting thing is that the breathing exercise, because... Uh, it alkalizes your blood to an extreme level. It shuts off pain receptors because I believe pain receptors need acidity to fire. Um, again, I'm paraphrasing people who are a lot smarter than that me. May, that makes sense, though. But uh, So you don't feel it as much. Like That was a big thing. Kind of when we got out, like I said, my feet hurt on the rocks. And then as soon as we kind of walked in, my legs were fine. And I was like, it felt good. And we just did, we did one round. If we would have done two or three, I think it would yeah, have had a more yeah. robust effect. Absolutely. But my adrenaline kicked in too high. I couldn't sit there anymore. <laughs> I was like, let's yeah, do you this. Yeah, you got pumped and you yeah. were just ready to die. Yeah, a right couple in. breaths. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. I was yeah. actually doing it on the way down. I was doing some heavy ass breathing going down the hill because I thought you guys might be just ready to rock when I got there. So I'm like, I got to prepare for this. Because, like you say, man, you it's go, extreme. go jump in the water. Compared to breathing technique for a bit, then jump in the water, night and day difference. Absolutely. You did, you did ice baths for what, like two months in a row? Oh, uh, no. I've been doing them now almost every single day since January. Holy shit. And you said you did it, like, you showed me your app. It's like six minutes at a time. Yeah. For, for, for so, like, whatever. Bath, if you, if no, if Which people is listening yeah. have never had an ice bath, it's insane. The first time I had it, so for him to say he does it every day, goes out of his comfort zone like that, the first time I got had an ice bath, I said, never again will I do that by myself. My body went into such a shock. 
my, I, I went in neck deep and then all of a sudden I was like, I, was like yeah. I gotta get out of here. But I can't. And I started panicking because my body literally couldn't Shut, fucking yeah. get out of the tub because I was hyperventilating so hard. It took me like 30 seconds to roll out of there, man. But like, I wasn't ready. I didn't do my breathing techniques mm-hmm. or anything well, like that. Well, it's something to build up to, too. Like, I started with the cold showers. And the funny thing was, I used to take them in high school because they just woke me up because I hated the morning. So right. I'd always just like yep. take my hot shower in the morning, just be a zombie, and then and go straight it. to cold. And then I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to go. I've been doing that for two or three months now. Yeah. Every, 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 some days I try to bitch out. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the shower. I don't really feel like doing it today. I didn't sleep very well. I'm going to be really cold in a second. And then I'm like, I can't be a fucking whatever. Yeah. Turn. I'm like, never mind. Hot off, cold on. I'm like, yup. That's me every you know, day, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, I usually do my shit before bed. Sure. Um, yeah. Which is supposed to help you sleep, which I've been looking into also. Yeah. But and anyway. I could do a whole nother podcast on sleep because that's been an area of interest I've been researching a lot lately. Yes. But uh, when you're tired... Oh my God, do you not want to do that? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it is, you just, Dude, the willpower the for, to force yourself. But <laughs> yeah. I built up to it. So I just started with, like, like he recommends a one minute cold shower. You get through that, then you go for two, then you go for three. And after you start practicing the method for a couple of weeks, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, it's bat time. Yeah. And then you just kind of go for a dip, see how long you can stay and get out. And, and it changes. Like, I have days where I'm not as well conditioned, where like, four minutes seems like an eternity yeah in the summer when i'm hot as fuck all day i'll sit in it for 10 yeah and and sometimes like because my bath is small and i can't fit my whole body in and i also like the anti-inflammatory effects after like workouts and stuff like i'll sit in for a third or half of it just with my legs and then my torso out and then i'll lay down into it for the rest of it but uh i built up over time to be able to to kind of get to that point but like I said, I was a desperate man. I was looking for anything that was going to make me feel better. And slowly over time, it really did. It, it took the edge. The thing I noticed right away is it took the edge off the anxiety uh, a ton. And then I started doing more research and it, I saw that cold exposure actually uh, promotes neuroplasticity because uh, I believe it helps you regrow synapses. They did a study on mice, which I know isn't exactly translatable to people. So there's no human studies yet to verify this, but they've also shown it in animals that hibernate where they lose their synapses over time, but the cold exposure helps them regenerate them. So I was wondering if that helped the brain injury. I was doing so many different things at once to try to promote neuroplasticity and to make myself feel good. And part of the way I got out of this hole, because I spent at about the two year mark, they told me most people who have like uh, what they term post-concussion syndrome or uh, retention of TBI symptoms don't get don't they seem small improvements after the two-year mark and to me that was kind of a relief because I spent those two years always thinking I wasn't doing enough I wasn't working hard enough and even though at the every facility that I went to, every expert that I saw, they were just like, you can't work this. You can't take this from the mindset of an athlete as in, if I do more, I'll get more results. There was like, it's a fine balance. And I would set myself back because I would try too hard and I would exhaust myself. And a lot of things set you back. If you get sick, you go backwards. Like at some point I would lose six months of progress. And, but when they told me at that two year mark that most people don't get better, it was actually kind of a relief because I'm like, okay, I can stop. And, or at least it's not my fault anymore, even though it never was, but it gave me this sense of like, okay, I can relax for a set and for me for a second. And, and for a few weeks, 
I kind of did nothing. And then I, I hit a point where I was just like, because they told me that, I'm like, listen, this might be the rest of your life. How the fuck do you want to spend it? Do you want to spend it being somebody who is just draining disability checks and sitting in front of the TV? Or do you want to, as Muscle Bill talked about, focus on what I can do, try to do something for there? And I, I, I took a little bit of that, but part of me was just like, you know what? My family has, has given up so much and they've tried so hard to, to find every avenue for me to get better. And I owe it to them and I owe it to myself to do everything in my power to just keep trying. I'll just try mm-hmm. every day until I die and at least I yeah, know man. that I never stop. Give it a shot, yeah. And so I just got back on the horse and did the same thing that we were doing before, trying every little thing, yep. finding different things. And it wasn't, so I guess... Uh, in January, it would be just a little over three and a half years from my injury. I really hit a turning point and I, I basically said to myself, I'm going to control every single thing in my life that I can. I'm going to control my sleep hygiene. I'm going to control every ounce of my diet. I'm going to control my fitness level. I'm going to control everything. I'm going to live my life. Like I'm a pro athlete and everything I do makes me money. (laughs) But I I basically treated my recovery like it was my job. Yeah. And I used to tell people who were really struggling in uh, the, the rehab program that we were at at Parkwood in London, and they would say, like, oh, I can't go to work. Like, I feel useless. And, and these are people with kids to feed. Like, I was fortunate that, like, <clears throat> like there was people from all walks of life going through yeah. that thing who had it worse than me, people who had massive brain hemorrhages yeah. and, and needed multiple surgeries and shit. And I was just like, listen, this is your new full-time job is trying to get better. So you need to, your family will accept that because you know, they know that you're partially doing that for them. Like be so you can go back to work and, and provide for them, but you need to treat this. You get up at nine, you're done at five and you do everything that you can, whatever they tell you to do here, do other stuff. And that's the way I took it. And I also, because I love to be a guinea pig, I was just like, whatever somebody brings to me, if they're just like, oh, I heard this works, or my cousin's best friend had a really bad yeah. brain injury and this worked for him, and I'm like, we're fucking trying that today. And I would uh, try to apply different things. And when I started uh, subjecting myself to that much control, I made another huge leap. Because I found that there were some slow developmental progressions, but I, I, I found that there was points of long stagnation and then a big jump and long stagnation and then a big jump. And I made probably my biggest jump over the last, well, since January. Really? Yeah. This has been your best yeah, stretch. I went. I, and I've oddly got, enough, when you've also I, started doing your. I, the, the nutrition thing was huge. Fitness uh, level was huge. And, uh, and the Wim Hof method. Yep, right. um, but I still do the shit that I got at uh, MMTR in Guelph. Uh, shout out to Terry. He's great. He helped me really uh, get over my dizziness and vertigo. And I took the things that worked and disregarded the stuff that didn't. And I still do that shit to this day. And I have to. Like Sometimes I, I get really stressed out because I feel like I have to keep so many balls in the air just to be able to function at this level, to be able to drive here tonight to do this. I just started driving again like a couple months ago. Holy. So to be able to like just have the day that I've had today, it's taken a lot of work, but I'm super grateful because I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be back here. Like, yeah, do, like doing, yeah you do, did it. Yeah, You're exactly. doing it. Let's, it's exactly. not the end of the road, right? No, no, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is, but 
Uh, and I would have guessed, like, if I just met you tonight, you didn't tell me nothing. I would have guessed you never went through shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Well, it's because you don't guy, see it. It's, it's, right? it's invisible. Right? Yeah. You yep. just say you got a good personality. You're a happy guy, good looking dude. You got your shit all together. Like, I wouldn't have thought, yeah. you know, this guy's going through this shit. This guy just started driving again. He couldn't yeah. walk, you know, a couple of years ago. Yep. Wanted to kill himself every day for yeah. two years, you yeah. know, yeah. for sure. Yep. Absolutely. Now he wants to go jump in the lake like crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing that came, that actually was nice to to come back yeah. just feeling like a lunatic again. Yeah. Like the day that I felt like being reckless again for the first time and relinquishing the control because no longer was every moment of my life was chaos. It was like, oh, I can bring some in myself. Yeah. I felt like me again. I swear just the the act of choosing to do like the cold shower, the the tub yeah. has crazy effects. Just the fact that you're able to say, all right, this is shit. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to force myself to do it because I said I would, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get super uncomfortable. And I remember the, the reason I broke, I did it for a few months and it was a lot easier in the summer, like you said. Then I transitioned to cold showers into the winter. And that's when it really started yeah, to suck. Sure. At one point, man, I'm just fucking, I'm back and forth in my living room pacing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> doing the Wim Hof breathing. And uh, so I'd have to do that to get in because it was just too intense, man. I'd get yeah. in there in the wintertime. It was cold as fuck, and I'd get in and just freeze up, you know, hyperventilate. Yeah. I'd only do it for a few minutes. So that was the routine, man. I'd have to tell myself, okay, fuck, shower timer, it's bath time. Like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then eventually, the day I broke, I was like, what am I doing? It's 5.30 in the morning. I got to go to work for a 12-hour <laughs> shift. I'm pacing the living room. Uh, trying to get myself amped up in the shower. And I was having one of those days. Like sometimes it's easy. Sometimes, dude, I did not want to, I had the cold water running. So I did some breathing. I go, I touch the water. I'm like, no, no, fuck, fuck that. (laughs) Okay, more breathing, more breathing, more breathing. And then I screwed up because I put the hot water on once. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I went and I had a hot shower and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Damn, that feels good. And I didn't have to spend five minutes amping myself up. And I think then, you got to do both, man. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Just like yeah. you said, I like the half and half now. Yeah, same. Like, go do the warm, then bang, shocker. The plus side of that is when the shower's over, usually you know you're freezing cold. Yeah, you're, you're good. For a towel. You're good. When you do the shock, you shut off, you're like, ah. Yeah, yeah that feels warm now. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah. just the air is nice. Well, and thermal, <laughs> thermal regulation is one of the well, first things to go when you don't sleep well. Well, yeah. here's a crazy thing. It's even more extreme from brain injury. That just no, like which, sparked which that in my absolutely head. Crazy. Yeah, you I lose your sense. ability to control your body temperature. Yeah. Dude, I get chills like crazy. Yeah. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Well, and that's where some days you wake up. It's like, fuck, it's hot, but it's not. And then yeah. the next day you wake up like, God damn, it's cold. Yeah. Yep. But uh, I think that's largely why the cold showers feel like more of a task someday is to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, and to um, go back to what you said about like going and putting yourself through something like that. Yeah. I think there's something to be said too, is when you go through hard health shit, it makes a lot of other stuff. Like the level of gratitude so I have. So easy. <laughs> when yeah. shit goes yeah. down at yeah. work, I'm yeah. usually pretty chill about it because I'm just like, man, I'm just happy to be here. This is like, just a fucking job. I could be yeah. fucking unable to walk <laughs> and like doing the army crawl to go take a shit like I was four Multiple years yeah. ago. Times a day, yeah. So it's like, this seems this seems all right. Yeah, if you yeah. really got to go, you got to crawl fast. Yes. You're having a Crohn's attack and you have a head injury, it is not fun. Dude, yeah, it's like but, uh, the kid came up to me at the gym uh, the other day this is a little bit ago he's like hey man nice new truck blah blah but you need bigger wheels and rims and this it would look sweet i looked at him and just said man i'm just happy to wake up today <laughs> and the look on his face was just like stunned then he thought about it for a second he's like that's 
That's a good way to look at things, man. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, man. A little gratitude like, goes like, a long my way. My tires and rims are fine, man. I'm just happy today. I yeah. was I, I was having a hell of a day, you know. It was yeah. one of those you wake up and I wasn't as sore as fuck as I usually am. Like if I wake up and I'm not going out of bed, it's like, whoa, yeah. today's gonna be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's just like when yeah, when you go through something like that, like I feel like a completely different person. My outlook on everything yep. has, and I know that's super All perspective, too, man. Yeah, it's super cliche to say that shit, but it's the truth. Yes, it's just like yeah. you're it's like, no different than stereotypes. There's a reason stereotypes <laughs> became. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, they're not always correct, but there's it had to have happened at least once. Yeah, People just didn't make the shit up. Yeah. So, <laughs> but doing doing hard <laughs> things, I think doing hard things is important. I think uh, we're we're so used to comfort, and that's Especially a big thing that, now, that yeah. Wim Hof talks. About about is that like we've grown too comfortable that we're actually missing these physiological benefits that our bodies can do yeah and naturally just through breathing and jumping in some cold water yeah but uh david goggins another guy like that make yourself that uncomfortable right yes like well, just such a simple theory and i talked yeah. to muscle bill i'm relating that i'm just i I know to do that already, but just watching his podcast like relit that for me, and I've been pushing. Well, he's now. such an intense oh, dude, yeah, right? Oh yeah, he is. And I'm yeah. like, well, if he's doing, it, I could do this shit, right? Yeah, it's, it's exactly his message. Yeah. So uh, I I've been uh, touching on that a little bit. It's making me work harder every day, which is nice. Like everything I don't want to do, I just go do. Yes. Or if I'm having too good of a day, I'll just go do something that's shit. <laughs> like the other day, it was snowing. It was bad. I went to, and I had a workout. Went to the gym, pumped some weights. You know, I felt good. I got home. I'm like, ah, oh, that was a good workout. Then I'm like, you know what, though? I didn't really struggle. Like I had, I had a hard workout. I pushed myself. But you know, on that last rep, I just racked the bar. I didn't let the bar fall on my chest and fight for my life to get the bar off me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it was. We're within comfort zone. So really, yeah. it was, it was hard, but it was easy. So I'm like, Fuck this! Snowing is shitty out. I'm gonna go run, a, run outside in shorts. So I yeah. did, man. Put on some shorts and a fucking little top. Went running outside. Like I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but Absolutely, when I got man. home, I felt fucking awesome, man. And it's so stupid. Like such a stupid thing. I didn't need to go run. I did a hard workout, but I didn't feel that struggle. Yep. So I put myself through that struggle, and it made me happier. Yes, and and I forget who said it, but there's like some really great quote that's uh, comfort is the enemy of progress. Sure. And I think that that was, that was a big thing too with uh, overcoming the extreme anxiety disorder that the brain injury gave me is just like everything was uncomfortable. So it was just kind of like you get up every day yeah. and you're just like, it's going to suck again. Let's just walk into it. And that was the thing about not listening to my thoughts or my emotions because my thoughts and my emotions weren't going to get me out of the weeds. They weren't going to fucking save me from that shit. Mm -hmm. There wasn't, I wasn't going to sit there and just hope for a miracle. It was just like actions, doing something yeah. about yeah. it. And I didn't know what to do, but you know what? We're going to try a new thing today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, part of that, a big part of that is being uncomfortable. And I think the more you subject yourself to voluntary discomfort, when involuntary discomfort comes into your life, I, I'm paraphrasing. I think Tim Ferriss said this. You have an easier time dealing with it oh, because yeah. you're so you, sure. Every time you get For into that sure. ice bath and you're like, this fucking sucks. Let's, all right. And we're getting in and you're just like, this was four minutes of hell. And then I get out and then something bad happens in my life. And then I'm just like, all right, well, I feel the same. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, this sucks too, <laughs> this but we're, we're going to get through it. I made it through that ice yeah. bath. I'm going to get through this. Yeah. I know it's a dumb way of putting it, but it's just, it's the truth. It's just like, if you subject yourself to hard things, yeah. uh, when they enter your life, I think you'll have an easier time dealing with it. Sure. If you're one of those at home right now and you're waiting for your miracle, 
quit that shit. Yeah. Go out and do something yeah. towards Don't your give goal. Up. And, and reach out, man. Like you can, if, if you're dealing with uh, a serious head injury, and the only reason I just say that specifically is because that's where I have experience. I don't have expertise, but I can lead you to much smarter people than me or bowel issues. Give me a shout on Instagram at Kyle Clausius. Uh, I'm sure in the show notes. Yeah, and, we'll uh, put it in the note. We'll post in the it description up my last sure. name is hard to spell. And uh, yeah, reach out to me. I will for sure do what I can to assist you, but don't give up. Don't listen to the voice in your head that's telling you to do something stupid or that's telling you to quit because you, the one thing that you can count on is tomorrow being different than today. And if you're at the bottom, it's probably only going to get better. But things don't stay the same. That's not the nature of the universe. It's like, and that's not some hippie shit. That's science. It's like we live in this thing where everything is constantly changing. Yeah, we're creatures of adaptation. Yeah, so it's just like don't count on tomorrow isn't going to be like today, especially if you do something. Then you're, you're facilitating change. You're setting. Absolutely. You're setting and, and you're going to find the things that work and you're going to find the things that don't work and then you pick the things that work and you carry on and you try something new. But don't fucking throw in the towel because... You're not going to do yourself any favors and there's people who give a shit about you, your family that's working for you, your friends that care about you, that want you back mm-hmm. in, in their lives and that want you back living your life. So you just kind of have to, to keep hammering. And, and in everything in life. Yeah. Like if there's a big problem yeah. and you don't want to give up on that problem, make sure you're not giving up on all the little shit day to day. Yeah. Take because, the easy wins. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Always just accept no quit well, in that, everything you do. Absolutely. And that was a, a huge thing for me too, is I tracked everything because, and I, I think I talked to you a little bit about this. Like when I first started going into the gym, cause I was like, all right, I have to keep, take control of my physical health. I literally could not do one minute walking on a treadmill. But then, and I would be reeling. I'd be so dizzy afterwards, I'd be done for the rest of the day. And then I would go up, and then finally I hit a minute. And I was like, okay. But I wrote that down on my phone every time that I went, and I could see two seconds of progress, three Mm -hmm. seconds of progress. And it seems minimal, but then... Every day. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking drove here today myself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Mic drop. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just... Don't drop that mic. Don't... don't, (laughs) Not the the 7B. Yeah. These are too expensive to drop. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But don't, like... Don't disregard the nice... the, the, The nice little things that you do. Those things are important, and they snowball. People don't make giant amounts of progress it's it's incremental over time 100 percent, especially when it starts at the foundation like that yeah you got to build a strong foundation for the rest of the shit absolutely do you want to just do my next talk for me you can pretty just stand in for uh you're you're much more <laughs> eloquent and prepared than me i don't know about that uh, what i could do is do like you scientific guys should, you guys could do a duo, man. yeah for sure but well you, like going to see your talk was like all right i gotta get my shit together and i can help people like I, I think for the longest time yeah. though, I w- it was it was fear and not fear of like oh reaching out to people and having people reach out to me. It was like I didn't want to go back there. I didn't want to think about right. how awful my yeah, life man. was for that long. I was man. like I just got my head above water, yep. and I was like fuck going back down. But like, then they think about everyone that's just behind, right? And well, that's so. And hearing that coming from you, it's so I guess validating for me. It's like I've been talking about doing. Talk since in when I was in the hospital, my roommate, the older man, I talked to him about doing talking. He's like, "Well, you know, what do you see yourself doing when you get on here?" I'm like, "I need to go. Not I need to go. I want to go 
talk to people and share my story and try to inspire people in whatever way I can. And I'm laying there, 240 pounds of water, can't move, can't breathe. And he's like, you just need to go do it. Just go start. Man, do you remember when you were the opposite? When you when we were first, like, uh, I remember at one point in our friendship, you're like, I don't want to tell people about my Dude, medical condition. But that's the shit. thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly totally where I was that. at. Yeah. But I was in such as, like, in a bad place. And then I thought, I just, this is so many people could benefit from this because I get, people just tell you this shit, right? Yeah. But then and then to hear that from you, it's like, all right, that's exactly what I did. I'm like, I don't have any reason to get going. And then I got hospitalized, which I happened to book the talk before that. But it just fed in perfectly. I said, you know what? This is lining my universe up. I just, I, I need to just pursue this. And so when you say, oh, I, you know, I saw your talk and then I want to do this. And it's like, that's very, well, it's, weird- it's nice because I was the same way. It's like, I don't want to share this shit. I don't want to talk about it. But, and like, I talk to myself in my car when I'm driving all the time to practice my speaking. And like the amount of times I've broken down crying, thinking about this shit oh, absolutely. over and over and over again is insane. Yeah. Like even I was worried about that tonight. I was like, I might, dude, I might fucking ball. Just yeah, but that's about okay, the last you know. Years. But I'd yeah. be like, you know what? Yeah, I do it all the time too because yeah. it's like you're processing through shit, and it's, so it's. I think it's like some sort of meditation. But I, I agree with the like the Wim Hof as well. Like I think the more often you expose yourself willingly to that sort of uh, introspective sort of mindset and like willingness to this, you know, uncomfortable things. Mm-hmm. It just it just builds you, you know, Absolutely. in whatever way it is, I can't really articulate, but you just build yourself up and I don't think you're ever gonna go wrong. But it must feel nice that your speech did what it was supposed to do, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Here I am. You, <laughs> we got one. It gave you the strength to be like, all right, I'm taking this to the next level. Well, I, felt on, a, I felt an obligation. Let's right? go on the podcast. Like it was it was like oddly enough, it wasn't something that I had the desire to do. I literally got out of there and I was just like this is something I need to do. Like, especially when expressing so much gratitude and, and being grateful for where I'm at now and, and everything that I had done in my life before I had a charmed life despite the illness. Like I've fucking lived all over the world, like had, had a great time. And that was part of my motivation to get better. I was like, every day I want to try to get back to that. And then, I'm still fighting the battle, but like I'm at a point now where it's just like, I think it helped too that I got the crazy glint back in my eye because I'm like, all right, let's go back into the dark and pull some people out with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm ready. Yeah. I got my you're head above water. The fire. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah I, I got my head above water and now, and I can hold my breath for fucking three and a half yeah, minutes now. Down so I'm going down to the bottom <laughs> yeah. and dragging people so, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, let me just tell you, if all it takes is one person. Like if you, if you're able to help one person, it's enough fulfillment to do any amount of any amount of work or like hardship that you're going through if one person tells you hey man that shit you said it helped mm-hmm. you don't even everything goes away not all that shit's like i don't even remember what i had to do to get here but that's fucking awesome yeah you know yeah. I, I can't anyway. well thank you like the, yeah. the funny thing was is i like just from like we've been friends for a long time but just yeah. because we lived very different lives for a while and yeah, but i i've once I got onto social media, because I was very slow to adopt Instagram and all that shit. Good for you. But uh, <laughs> once I got on there and I was just like, me and Muscle Bill are kind of living weirdly parallel yeah. lives. And that's why I was like, I wanted to reach out for a while and just kind of talk to you and shoot the shit just because I was just like, we've got so much in common. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was, uh, there was just something there. As soon as I, when you said you were giving the talk, I was like, I gotta go. I told my brother, I was like, let's do this. Let's, let, let's go out. And then when I left, I said to him, I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm like, I need to help 
people who have brain injury and I need to help people give nutrition advice. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm at the point, like I want to do more education. I'm at this weird crossroads where I don't feel like I I know enough to start like a private practice or anything like that, but I can help the average person. I know enough to be able to, to make little changes in people's lives that, uh, which snowball over time into big changes. Exactly. And then they get interested in it. Like that's what happened to me is someone gave me this little kernel of info and I started applying that. I'm like, Oh, that worked. And then all of a sudden you get on the Google and you start learning shit. And and you become like, a scientist on your own yeah. body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, that's that's the fun of it. And like, yep. I'm trying to think, like I had a million other things that I wanted to talk about today that I wasn't super prepared because I knew we were freeballing it. That had to do with nutrition. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally freeballing it right now. But, you didn't forget your boxes. You left them at home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a million things that I wanted to talk about in yeah, as far as nu- nutrition goes and, and all that shit. And I didn't want to seem dumb because after you get hit in the head a lot, you worry about sounding dumb. You're in the right place. (laughs) I don't worry. You don't worry. Well, I figured after listening to your your podcast telling fight stories, and I was just like, this is just going to be muscle built reminding us what we were talking about. (laughs) But... but yeah, I think. Anyways, I think overall, (laughs) overall, it that's the thing. It's just. I, I just wanted to kind of have uh, an outlet to just reach out to people because I, I, there's a quiet epidemic of brain injury. Uh, there's a less quiet epidemic of gut issues. Yeah, um, it's it's sort of it's coming now though. Yeah, the gut thing. Yeah, that it's it's much more. Um, Here comes prevalent. the shit storm. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> Now I'm making dad jokes out here. <laughs> your face. <laughs> uh, no, but you're right. And the brain injury too, man. It's like, it's a quiet epidemic. And yeah. so the, if this gives me an outlet to be like, listen, I'm not an expert, but I've been through a, a bad case of it and I can at least point people in the right direction mm-hmm. or help them what to do. I didn't get into a lot of the sciencey shit about it that I wanted to. Yeah, and um, you can. And so s- don't be afraid to get a hold of them and get yeah. some of that info. Like, I know saying sciencey shit doesn't make me sound very smart, but I have done my homework. <laughs> no, I, no, uh, this is MMP uh, endorsed here. Uh, yeah. Science and yeah. shit is a valued uh, uh, <laughs> reference. <laughs> it's all subjective. Yeah. Fuck it. But yeah, I, I Google that. But feel free to reach out to any of us. These boys got my number, so uh, we can help you out if you're struggling uh, with uh, issues from brain trauma or if you got some gut health problems, um, yep. uh, consult your doctor too, because we're just fucking a bunch of what I like to say microphones. is I can't solve your problems, but what I'm hoping to do is to point you in a direction that you can help solve them yourself. Yeah, I just so, I want to put more tools in that tool belt because that's, that's right. what I've just been collecting for myself all this time, and I've been fortunate enough that I've got a, a supportive family and a, a supportive health team now that I kind of sought out myself that. I'm able to manage things and thankfully I've keep improving long after they told me I wouldn't. Uh, so if I can impart some of that to somebody else, I think that's really beneficial. Hell yeah, man. Well, no, yeah, I appreciate you coming out, man. Like you Thanks for it, having me. It's been a crazy day for you on a lot of levels and, yeah. uh, you know, I appreciate it. It's yeah. I'm just grateful to be able to kind of yeah. handle it all and do it all. And I'm grateful and flattered that you guys asked me to be here. And if, uh, I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, but if you ever, if you ever listen, no. if you ever looking, there is no totem pole. If you're ever looking for yeah. other people, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll come back with more science and shit. 
No, it's been, <laughs> no, man. All night long, the conversation's been awesome, and uh, yeah, don't I? You, you got this negative attitude, and you, you have no reason to have it, man. I thank you very much for, for thank the you. whole night. Appreciate man. It. Not negative Especially, attitudes, a little self deprecating. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah I'm it's, just it's, it's humble too. At the yeah, same time, you're just being humble. you're just being humble. But very smart man. Taught me a lot of shit tonight, and uh, he had a lot more uh, real science instead of just bro science uh, <laughs> that I well, rely on. Here's a I, I don't disparage bro science. I don't. Because, I run off it. Well, I was, <laughs> I was just gonna. <laughs> I was gonna say the like the bro science of yesterday has become the science in of today because like a lot of people are willing to experiment on themselves and then they 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 prove things like absolutely like Wim Hof was bro science five years ago you know yeah. what I mean until they started doing that shit like there's lots of things that people didn't know until some guy who's like I want to get more jacked it, attempted yeah and so there is something to be said like take a lot of things with a grain of salt if somebody throws you a study and it was just done on mice yeah. like you know that's we're getting somewhere mice on trend live forever yeah huh. yeah try try some people oh. first try some people first and then apply it but it's just like yeah, yeah absolutely i think uh there is something to be said about about bro science and and i and experimentation we'll say i need a monkey man <laughs> I feel like I'd relate a lot to the monkey. <laughs> Yo, monkey I thought you were going to say shit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say to do experiments on. How many on? push-ups can you do, monkey? <laughs> <laughs> now take this shit. How many can you do now? All right. I'm taking that shit now. <laughs> anyway, is there any other messages you want or anything you want to say? Uh, take home notes or anything? Yeah. No pressure. Eat, eat a wider variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, feed that gut microbiome. If you can, if you can't, like if you have already have extreme issues, like consult your doctor, do what you can do little experiments that aren't going to put you on death's door, but, uh, do what you can to kind of support that part of yourself. Get better sleep. I, I think that's a huge part that we ignore. We're in a go, go, go culture. Sure. Uh, sleep hygiene is massive. It is when your body does all of its healing and growing. So if you want to get jacked, fucking get a good sleep. And uh, supplement with vitamin D. I did not talk at all about all the stuff that I wanted to about vitamin D, but get your blood so levels let's, tested. Let's, yeah, you can dig in a little. What's the benefit of vitamin D? Why would you recommend that to people in general? Well, especially people with Crohn's disease, there is a correlation between... Uh, I believe it is a gene polymorphism that converts vitamin D3 to the usable form of vitamin D within your body. There's something wrong with that in a lot of people who have Crohn's disease, so they need to supplement with more. Right. So get your blood tested, and you want to supplement to the point where you're having uh, 30 to 60 uh, millimolars or something I think like it's that. 60 to uh, 90 uh, in the optimum no, 90 is way too much. It's no more than 60. Really? I know that okay. for sure. But anyways, how do, you know, how do you know if you're low without testing? Uh, you'll be below 30. No, oh, how, oh. how would you know like a regular person be like, oh, I need vitamin D? This time D. of year? Fucking everybody, everybody needs it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, could, you could supplement with 3,000 uh, units and, and not do any harm. Which is but, three pills. They're usually 1,000 unit pills typically, yeah. so it's You could do three, three pills, and, and you'll, I don't think you're going to be doing any harm. There's no one, who, especially who lives around here this time of year, that's getting enough. Right. Um, so 
to get into it a little bit, most people like assume like, oh, vitamin D is the bone vitamin. Like that, w- they always supplemented it in milk when for we calcium, were young. Yeah. because it it's helps for calcium absorption. Though. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, interesting thing, uh, a lot of the times you'll see uh, vitamin D and vitamin K two in yeah. the same supplement, and that's because. Vitamin D brings calcium into the bloodstream and vitamin K tells it where to go. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have enough vitamin K, you get too much calcium in your bloodstream and that can actually build up plaque. So you need the vitamin K. Fun is, fact, calcium, or vitamin K is in vegetables, green ones. Well, and here's the thing yeah. is that you're, uh, there's bacteria in your gut that produce it when they eat fiber. There so it is. feed those. So it's all coming together, people. <laughs> but um, vi- vitamin D lowers inflammation through a lot of different mechanisms. It controls 5% of the human genome. So over a thousand genes and physical processes are regulated by vitamin D. So that's just reason enough. If I never got into anything else, do that. But it's good for your gut health, especially if you have Crohn's and you do have that gene polymorphism. Vitamin D helps to convert tryptophan that you consume in your diet into serotonin. So it helps with brain health. But it's a really weird thing because... Mm -hmm. There's two different types of tryptophan. I think it's just one and two. And the one, I believe, is in your brain. And vitamin D helps change more tryptophan in your brain into serotonin, which you want because it controls mood. It controls impulses. Uh, a lot of different uh, mental health issues. It's actually been vitamin D supplementation has been shown to uh, lower autism symptoms, I believe. Mm. And, uh, but... It has the opposite effect in your gut, which is positive because we have tryptophan in our gut and a lot of serotonin in our gut. And if you have too much serotonin in your gut, it actually causes inflammation. So that's where it comes to tie in with Crohn's disease because uh, it basically stops your body from converting tryptophan into serotonin in your gut, but does the opposite in your brain. Right. And... That, that's just really positive for people who have Crohn's disease issues because there has been shown that they have uh, an oversaturation of serotonin in their gut. Um, Is that also true with IBS? Yeah, I would, I would say so just because like, I don't, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure about the studies where they're overpopulated with serotonin, Okay, but, uh, just well, a curiosity. I'm yeah. For you. Uh, overall, I think it, it's, it's a beneficial thing. It, it runs a, a, a ton of other shit too. They're so related too. I'm sure. Well, and I believe it, um, it decreases, so it affects, it has direct effect on your B cells and your T cells and your immune system. And so it lowers the uh, production of pro inflammatory cytokines and increases the production of anti inflammatory cytokines. So does, uh, I believe, the, the breathing methods of Wim Hof. But nice. how is that for fucking bro science? Yeah, yeah. Nope. That's legit science. Yeah, that's legit science. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a ton of other reasons. Uh, I'd reference my notes, but I, I don't know how we're doing for time here. Yeah. But there's uh, a supplement with vitamin D. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables to get that dietary fiber and micronutrients and get some fucking sleep. Nice. And try not to make yourself shit in the car. Yeah, don't shit. In, well, if you have to, shit in your car. <laughs> But maybe like try not to. I try to be prepared. So yeah. like I've always Absolutely. got wet wipes in my glove compartment. <laughs> yep. And I've always got a plastic bag underneath my seat. Just in case. Just in case. Now, I haven't I haven't shit anywhere that I've not expected to shit in years and years. This is all stuff from when I was like twenty and partying right. and yeah. you drink too much and wake up the next day. And that happens to people who don't have Crohn's disease. So you can imagine yeah. if you have Crohn's right, disease. Right, it's that extreme, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time since then, but yeah. <laughs> Man, you know why? I'm sorry for laughing earlier. We were talking about something serious, and uh, 
it was something to do with the cold water technique and it reminded me of the story and I started cracking up in the middle of you talking and I'm sorry about that but I'm just going to tell the story I don't even remember so it's all good (laughs) I don't remember Um, it it was it was during uh, when I was doing the cold shower therapy and now I was running into November and it was freezing like the the cold showers were super oh yeah my baths were getting gnarly and uh, I went and shut off the my water heater the way it started was my water heater broke Right. So then I eventually got a fix. I'm like, fuck it. I've been taking cold showers for so long and it's changing my life for the better. Mm-hmm. I'm just not using my water heater. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, this chick came over for a sleepover. She sleeps over, whatever. And in the morning, I'm like, hey, we got to go for breakfast, blah, blah, blah. The buffet closed oh, whatever at the berry farm. <laughs> and uh, she's like, okay, I got to take a quick shower. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so she goes to take a shower. She's like, it's cold, right? She yells, it's cold. I'm like, don't worry, baby. It'll heat up quick. Just get in there. We got to go. We got to go. It'll, it'll heat up fast. <laughs> so all I hear is her going, it's fucking cold. <laughs> so the water don't heater worry. was off. Yeah, oh, yeah. It wasn't going to heat up. It wasn't going to Dude, I was laughing so hard in the living room just hearing her cuss and shit. Like, how was that? She's like, it never fucking got warm. You'd, you'd hope that, oh, like... I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> you're like, maybe it didn't work for you. It's supposed to improve your mood later yeah, in the day, yeah, yeah. you know? Afterwards, oh, energy. It, def- it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> At least it was the morning after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyhow, anyway. That was awesome, man. Great podcast. Thanks Are for we having shot, me. How, how long have we been? I have no idea, but it's it's time to get ready. Yeah. Yeah. Shut her down. Yeah, well, uh, Kyle Clausius on Instagram, we'll link you up. And uh, yeah, like I said, thanks so much for coming down, man. Thanks I, for having me, fellas. As soon as we started it. touching base again, I was like, fuck, we got to talk more. Yeah, I could fucking gab with you guys all night. Hell so. yeah, man. I had no idea what to expect. This was awesome. Yeah, buddy. Definitely yeah. come down again. I will for sure. Like, whenever whenever yeah. you want me, I'll, I'll, I'll come more prepared and hopefully my memory will get better so I'll have more science to throw at you. And we'll forget it all the same. <laughs> That's why we record this you shit. You and me both. And, and <laughs> so I got to bring notes. And don't forget we're going in the water. So if it's like, oh, if you yeah. don't come back till December, Fuck. man. Oh, I'm so ready. Be ready. I'm be ready. ready. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, uh, like always, make an appointment, donate some blood, and uh, save a life because that shit's important. Yes. Also, if you're still listening, screenshot this shit and let us know you're listening. Post us up. Let us know. We're still going to run a little contest. I got my Muscle Bill shirts back. Thanks, Bry Sims. They are sick. Yes. So, in that note. Bye. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Still can't get it right. Yeah, still fucked.